Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call on the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday the 23rd of August, 2015. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And whenever you're ready, brother, let me know. You want me to mute everyone that way? Yeah, you can do that. Um, this here, um, see if we can get our point or our topic kind of lined out and then uh, let them raise their hand and uh, kind of do like they do on Coast to Coast or Art Bell or somebody. You know, you give them a Glad Lewis, uh, give them a few minutes and kind of see if they're on point with us. And if they're not, well, you might have to back off, you know, and go to somebody else that shut their hand raised. But uh, uh, there are people that they involuntarily talk and answer uh, when you're when you're talking with them, they'll answer back. You know whether you need a response or not, and um, that can really mess people's heads up. Uh, and I know we've had several complaints from that effect. And so you're just going to have to be the moderator and 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 make them raise their hand, and then put them on. And if they stay with the program, fine. And if they don't, well then uh, you got a mute button. You know what the hell to do. And uh, so uh, they're just different ones that's in there. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, man, we got whoopie Doo to you, Iowa Hog, Guest 7, get, uh, get the girls in there. Uh, who, uh, oh, man, live North Louisiana, uh, Central and Northern Arizona. Truth Magnet 17 is in there. White Wolf's in there. Uh, seven, I don't know who that is. And then consequently you. Um, but um, we have we have kind of, we, we have really uh, looked at a lot of things. I mean, um, someone asked me if I understood identity, and I had to say yes because I've, I've studied in that form. Uh, then they wanted to know if I understood seed liners, and I said, yes, I have. I've studied in that form. And um, so another one said, well, um, are you um, a separatist? And I said, well, I've studied in that form, but you kind of have to define and qualify what that term means because to different people it means different things. And um, that's one of the big deals. Uh, I think Wade and I was talking this afternoon, and, Seemed like he said that there was 50. I hope he comes on. He said there Brother. was something like 50,000 different Christian uh, sub-belief structures. Uh, and, and I thought, you know, really and truthfully, that's probably correct. 
because anything and everything that somebody does or does not agree with, they'll either start them a new church, a new belief, a new something. The real problem is that 99 and 9 tenths percent of them start it, teach it, believe it, act on it from a pure, literal, physical, five-sense, carnal mind area of thinking. And that's the area that cannot inherit the true kingdom of the God. Because yep, it is a literal, yes. I, 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 what I wanted to do, I wanted to mute. I didn't have a chance. I didn't know when you were, when you were ready. So bear with me real quick. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. I, I everyone. Well, muted. anyway, uh, see, and, and it, if you don't say it exactly the way they say it, or from the belief perspective they believe it from, then it just can't be. God, God just cannot understand. God can't be like that. And and uh, that five sense literal carnal mind, uh, or they might even call it worldly mindedness. Because they're reasoning according to the God, the ruler, the law, um, the concepts and precepts of what the world believes and thinks and acts on. Uh, they believe in a physical external God. Uh, they believe in a physical external pastor. You've got to have a pastor to them. Can't be saved without a pastor. It don't say that. It says somebody must say something or do something that triggers and opens that enlightening gate. But once that gate is opened and the light has been awakened within you, you now have a God connection inside. You now have no need that any man teach you. Somebody said, they got to have the Holy Ghost. I said, sir, uh, ma'am, I said, I would like for you to put this in your little pop gun there and kind of run it around a couple times before you pull the trigger on it. Uh, how do you perceive that we're going to do that? Because you can't live without the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, right mind, the living breath of the Almighty in you. Somebody said, well, the breath and the... Listen, if you got the breath, you got the life. If you got the breath and you got the life, then you must be called a temple. If you're a temple, that means that the Creator or an aspect of that Creator is housed inside of you. Why in the slam hell are you going down to some dummy in a building down there that calls itself a church to get enlightenment when it says that the divine spirit, the divine mind that is within us, and you and I can't live if it's not there. We'd be in the graveyard out there. In him, the them, this divine aspect, we live, move, and have our being. Even as some of your own poets have said in Acts 10. See, most people do not believe in what they call their Bible. And if they hit a spot down there that doesn't agree with their concepts, then hell, you might as well just tear that page or them verses out because that, that couldn't possibly mean that. And 
they do not know what a Strong's exhaustive concordance is with the Greek and Hebrew dictionary sections key to the Greek English fairs, the Greek English lexicon, or the Hebrew lexicon, so that they can get an understanding of what some of these word terms absolutely mean. Then I hear them, and they all talk and teach and preach a literal kingdom. Folks, I'm here to tell you right now. You might as well take that literal kingdom illusion, put it in the peace pipe of ignorance, and burn it smooth ass up, because this is not a literal kingdom. Lo, think not it is low here or low there, but the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of the God is inside of us. That is a spiritual mental kingdom. That is not a physical, external, literal type of kingdom. Yeah, but I believe and I want. I know what the hell you may believe and what the hell you may want, but that is not what the thing is talking about. And that's why our people are weak and are, are without power and are continually in turmoil is because they do not understand the concept. Moses is crying at the Red Sea in the analogy. Oh, Lord God, and it was really four letters, yod hey bob hey or yod hey wah hey and there's a difference in the W and the B, and there's a reason for that. But uh, it's talking about the same thing. And... He just kept crying out, so to speak, for God to come down there to straighten everything out. You know, bust some ass, kick some tail, take some names, you know, and uh, smoke the situation in the analogy. That's not what the God said. Moses, what is in your hand? You see, it's already in our hand. It's already in and under the authority or the power of our usage. If we're not using and applying it, it's because we don't know it or don't understand it and are not doing it. Well, until we do that, it don't say, blessed be the believer. It don't just say, blessed be the knower. It's the doer that is blessed. That means you applied the thing. And see, this is the deal. Somebody said, well, you're using that term bless, and that there is be less. Well, I guess if you want to spell it be and then the word less, that may be correct. However, if you will go back and look up the etymology of that root term, bless, it means a blood sacrifice. Well, what my thunder is a blood sacrifice of blessed being spoken upon a thing. See, the life is in the blood. Well, what's in that blood? that spirit, that electrical energy of the Creator? Well, when we speak a thing and we bless it and make it holy in a sense that it's used in the analogies, you're putting the knowledge of the blood of the covenant on it and you're claiming the right, the characteristics of the original contract. I'm not saying all that Old Testament's done, done away with. If you understood what you were reading, it's not the literal thing. The physical temple didn't mean a thing. It was just like the physical tabernacle tent in the wilderness. It was only a symbol. It was explaining an inner mental concept that is going on in each and every one of us. There ain't no difference in a male and a female. Why? We both got a conscious mind. 
We both got a subconscious mind. We both have a, a superconscious mind. And if we don't impregnate the thought, the idea consciously into that subconscious mind, in other words, we're plowing with the heifer of creation, the Eve, if you will, the mother of all life, then we ain't going to get nothing. Because we are literally the God that was in the beginning, the beginning of the thought, the idea, the concept that we had in mind. And now we're living out the effects of that initial concept, thought, or idea. So I am he that was, he that is. And uh, if I don't change it and straighten it up, if I don't like it right now, today, well, it's yet today, I'm going to get to eat the benefit of that butt kicking tomorrow. Because I am the God that was, that is, and ever shall be. Because we each individually, like it or love it, create every issue that comes forth in our life. Scripture says it, out of the abundance of your heart, your mind, your mouth speaking. But it is a witness of what we think and do. So let me kind of throw that. Man, what's the matter trying to die on me? Um, Jim, what you got to think about something like that? Hey, Brother Jim. Man, what'd I do? Knock you off the air? Hey, Brother Jim, you in there? Huh. Well, goes everything's working. Hey, Jim. Hey, Brother Jim. Folks, I don't know if we got a glitch in the program or not. I don't see anything showing up on my chat board. Um, the last one I've got is uh, R. Budnick has hung up. And uh, West Tennessee is on the call. That's the last two on my chat line. And uh, Rocco is... Uh, Logged into the chat. Okay, whoopie do uh, to you. No, I hear you. Well, hallelujah, praise God. Uh, any of you uh, um, in disagreement with anything that I've said up to this point? <laughs> Man. Wow, I must be batting a thousand then. See, uh, I thank you, Whoopi, do to you. Um, see, the whole deal in Scripture is that the Old Testament, you could call it the old original foundation contract. Well, a new contract cannot set aside the terms and conditions of the former contract. It can only be the foundation that it builds upon. It cannot take it away. And so that is the principle in contract law. Well, um, I hear people all the time tell me, but the law's been nailed to the tree. Well, the tree, we're called the fruitful tree, the fruitful bough. 
thank God I've come to destroy or set aside the law. I've come to fulfill it. Oh, my, they done missed that term right there, though, fulfill. Do a word search. It'll come up, and it'll give you and read all the definitions of fulfill. And it literally means to bring it to pass in a perfect, fulfilled manner. What was the purpose of the Old Testament? Even Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar are allegories. says so in Romans 7. Now, without a parable, he did not speak unto Israel. The New Testament Gospels. So in reality, he said, Think not, I've come to do away with the law. So forget about this shit about the laws being done away with. Somebody said, well, we don't have bulls and goats. It's not a matter of you killing the bull and the goat. It's a matter of you understanding the analogy and applying the spiritual mental concept of what the thunder was taught. These people over here gagging at gnats and swallowing camels, uh, and they got a fleet of them uh, in the process. I know some of them, man, listen, they can teach the gospel and, and some of the most brilliant people you ever met in your life. But they are so literal, physical, carnal, worldly, limited, external-minded, I, I don't know if they will ever see the true kingdom of the living God because everything to them is a physical kingdom. See, notice what the Scripture says. All Israel is not Israel. I don't give a damn if you really could have a bloodline on a sheepskin and trace it back to the Adam. That's not the cat that counts. The one that counts is the one that has supplanted James and altered his own name, nature, and characteristics, and you call him Jacob, Yacoub. But once he does that, he becomes known as Israel, one that is the power and has the power of a God. There's a big damn difference there, folks. Well, we can't have that. I mean, that God kept it. You need to go back and either read and understand your scriptures, or you need to go burn the damn thing, because either you believe it or you don't. And if you don't believe it, see if you can get some understanding so you can realize what it is you're reading. If not, I suggest you go down and buy you some Netflix or something like that and just bury your head in the movies. But if you'll get to looking, even the movies, I'm going to tell you the secret of what's going on. So, I mean, it's something to think about. Fifty-eight thousand denominations worldwide. That's way dumb. That's uh, I was talking to this afternoon. Just think about that. Many old books say the same thing. Yeah, they do say the same thing I'm saying. And um, here's the thing. But you see, what are they teaching in the assemblies, in these church groups as they call them? Because that's not really the real thing. Now, the people inside, uh, the ones known as the ecclesia, the body electric, because see, we're the only one who can pass the electric. We don't need CPS, you know, city public service, or, or uh, Gulf State Utilities, or energy or uh, um, whatever, what the hell is that one? City Public Service in San Antonio. Uh, we don't need any of that. We already got the electrical energy. And the kingdom of heaven, if you're going to see the great God come from the sky 
that takes away everything and makes everybody feel high that Bob Marley was speaking about. You're going to have to see the realization of that God in the mental realm of your mind called heaven. And when that Jesus enlightened state comes from the, the feminine aspect into your conscious mind, remember the Holy Ghost? She's a woman, by the way. That is not a male there. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, right mind. That, man, let me tell you, that's the Shekinah of the Old Testament. And all you people that's up here screaming and ranting and raving about Jesus as your Savior, you better get your ass to the Old Testament and find out what the original Savior is. And it is the Shekinah. Because if she don't come forth and deliver you from your bondage, from your error, listen, she's the mother of all life. She's either going to give you a lesson or she's going to let you stay in the midst of ass whipping. What are you going to do? Now, you can either get this thing figured out straight or you can just back off and tell what you think God is to go to hell, go get him a fishing pole, take a vacation, whatever. But you're not going to change the true knowledge of the law. And that is the deal. The reason it cannot be done away with, there's a scripture in the Old Testament, and it says, I have exalted my word above my own name. Well, if you look that word, word up there, it means the thought, the concept, the idea. And it implies that there is an underlying law that those belief structures, that idea, those concepts are built and based upon. And he exalted that above his own name. If you look that up, in other words, the characteristics and the nature of action that even the God used and applied were subject to this divine law. We are built and made on the same exact plan and order. If we're not, we need to go back to somebody and get them to straighten our pattern out because we're screwed up. See, so, I mean, you have to stop and think about what you're saying. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to get everybody to uh, to be able to understand the simplicity of the gospel and yet gospel there. Uh, some says, well, it's the four gospels of Jesus. It really means the ghost fell. And a spell to them also meant a prayer. And it's kind of like in, in the old Dolph language, if you put in everything, then you had to put in the exact command, the go-to. If you didn't tell it to go-to, the program wouldn't run. And so today, they got it wrote down enough to where all you got to do is just when you put in what you want, you hit enter or click on it, and it'll go. Well, those four letters, Yod-Hey-Bob-Hey, Define a mechanism in thought that if you apply that concept, you will know exactly how to find your way to the treasure map that's laid out before you. They got a movie or something coming out, and they call it the War Room, and it's referring to the prayer room. The prayer room is the war room. And it's that simple. You've got weapons that'll pull down physical kingdoms, but it's in the mental realm. If you don't learn to use that, you can scream, holler, rant, and rave, and do like the damn 400 priests to bail. You can beat the drum. I mean, you can do every damn thing you want, but when the shit hits the fan and we're down to the evening sacrifice time, 
uh, get the hell out of the way. I'm going to pour water on this damn thing so that you can't possibly say the sun made it get hot. And I'm not going to pray and get no damn smoke. I'm going to pray, and it's going to be all who held to Betsy. We're going to have a bonfire. And those of you that lined up with it, you'll get it because the light and the knowledge is already inside of you, and it will go to bearing the witness. The priest of Val, they got another head. They got another husband. They got another teacher. They got a holy papa. They got the pope, the holy father. Bullshit. You only have one father, one creator, and it's the divine aspect. <laughs> and male or female, when we act on that concept consciously in the mental realm, then we are coming as the Father itself, himself, in action, because we are saying, thinking, doing, just as the Creator did. Therefore, it's got to obey us. It is a pre-done order. It is a preconceived aspect. And the works of this knowledge on this law have already been finished before the foundation and matter occurred. Therefore, if we understand that concept, then matter itself is subject to us. That's what it's telling you. It's that simple. Don't believe that. Hell, like I said, go down and get you a Netflix, what's that red book or whatever they got down there they go get their stuff from. Um, anyway, does it make sense to you folks? Well, 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 hallelujah. I'm thankful. I uh, I talked to so many people. And see, it, once they get a grasp on this that you can do it, it is intended for you and I to do it. The man Jesus in the analogy, and they literally created a, a one individual personage, uh, and it was never that way. That's why the Gnostics the Chaldees and the Cathars, they used to laugh at uh, the Roman Empire Christians because they knew they did not understand that it was based upon a astrological uh, system that defined the rotation and the uh, uh, birth and death uh, or action and then to death of the sun each year. And uh, it was written in the heavens to verify and teach this mental concept. So people people don't listen to nature. Nature has to teach them some things. And hell, they think nature's as stupid as hell. They got to have them a goddamn scientist. And and now we have to ask the question: Well, is it really a true science, or is it some hypothetical garbage? And I'll be honest with you: After listening to some of these so-called scientists. Um, I, I think you'd be just as well getting you a doctor's degree out of a damn box of Cracker Jacks because they ain't got no more than that toy that's inside them Cracker Jacks if they're that well off. Come on, Jim, talk to me a minute. Hey, Jim. 
I don't know. He may have slipped off and went to the bathroom and did not care a big enough to before. No, I'm right here, brother. I just <laughs> I, I, I had, had I had someone talk to me from one end, and then another phone rang that I had to grab. And <laughs> I apologize. Hey, no problem. I was just kind of wondering. I needed a little feedback. Um, because, I mean, see, it's a simple gospel. It's the simple knowledge. And and that's what people have been missing. That's what they seem to overlook. Like, the, they won't look up the term fulfilled. It don't mean it's not over with. It means it's it's in perfect operation. How is it? It's on a mental, spiritual level. Yes, what was the Old Testament? It was an example. What was it? What's an example? It gives you a mental spiritual concept. Look up the term allegory. Look up the term parable. Look up the term idiom. Look up the term metaphor. Look up the term symbol. They tell you literally a, a, a literal thing. It may use a literal family or a situation to describe a, an analogy that has a hidden concept in it. But it's hardly ever taught in a purely literal fashion because God is a spirit. God is a mind, an intellect. And we're the sons and daughters of that aspect. We only have this coat of skin. I I agree with you, brother. Like it says, he wants it to be written on the tables or the tablets of our heart, not on tablets of stone, which is what they're saying is literal where the, the tablets of our heart is a mental concept which that we're, we get it in with inside of us and we understand it, walk in it, and do it. And where it becomes alive and not just words that we're hearing or reading. That's correct. So, so you have to see the desire of your heart as if it is already complete or finished. When you see it, you're literally writing that desire on the tablets of your own heart. You become the scribe, the man called Enoch. You become thought, and you write it on the tablets, the thoughts again of your heart. Now, if your mind is in a balanced place, and you've been doing right, fair, and honest, and just, there's another aspect to mind. It's not just the bad, but Mott truly is in the hidden realm of the dead. Because they don't realize that their heart is going to weigh and judge them, and that's Mott. And so that aspect reveals in physical manifestation whether we were good, bad, or indifferent. And that's why it says, if our heart condemn us not, then where have we the power or power with the God? My heart's condemning me, and my subconscious saying, man, you know you didn't say that. You know you don't believe that. You can't say that. You get up there and you'll pull a Benny whoever, whatever, up there preaching, be one of them televangelists. What you going to do? Hot to hot to hot to and throw your hand on the radio or the television, tell them to send you $1,000 and got to give them a new toe. I mean, listen, this is crazy. This is a logical thing. This is not some financial um, uh, sideshow at a circus. 
But that's what they teach it as because they're in a non-profit business organization. They're in a financial structure. That's what a church is. It's got to be an ordained minister. Who's he ordained with? Some other aligned bunch of buttholes. Oh, my God, don't say nothing about my preacher. Well, the sucker's got a 501c3 exemption. What the hell does that mean? It means he's a damn agent for the state. What's the state teach? It does not teach the knowledge of the living God because you follow the living God and you wouldn't follow them. And that's exactly what the controversy was at the Nicene Council in 325, current era, with Constantine I, also known as Augustus Caesar. I had a friend of mine go to a church the other day, uh, and he and he's been uh, listening to some of the things that we've been talking about on the calls and stuff like that. He said he went in there, and he said at first it sounds all well and good. The preacher's getting everybody hyped up and tuned up and everything else. And when he gets right down to it, he, I mean, that's when he passes the plate, maybe once or twice. And he says, "Oh yeah, after, brother." Yeah, he said. After that, he said he'll. I mean, he'll get up there and shout a few times. He said, but he he just like held back. He didn't, you know. It's just like he just turned it off for some reason. He, he, he did. He, he did, Jim. Last week, the question was asked: What would happen if they took the Bible away from these preachers? I said they'd get up, sing a song, and pass the plate. See, wow. the plate passing is the most important thing because it is a commercial gospel. They have made merchandise of people's souls, their lights, their beliefs because they teach this falsified bullshit instead of teaching and telling those people the truth. You can't heal yourself in your land because you don't know how to the God go to the God within you. You're going to that damn lying-ass preacher down there by the power invested in my, me by the state. I pronounce you man and wife. Do you got that license right? Oh, yeah, okay. Now I'm pronouncing you man and wife by the power invested in me by the state. That butthole is an agent for the state, and they're going to set up a birth, B-E-R-T-H certificate, a bond on you as a child. And they're going to create a corporation, a false personage, and they're going to claim that you exist in that contractual space called a piece of paper, and they're going to relegate and delegate what the law governing that piece of crap is. I mean, you understand? You're not going to win in their system. It's not designed for you to win. It's either going to be a total monarchy, and they're going to absolutely control you, or they're going to tell you it's a damn republic, and they're going to make you think that you're free and you're choosing and you're listening, but it is a very limited form of a monarchy. It's the same damn thing. Somebody else is in control. Yes, sir. And that's kind of what he said. He said he went in there, he says, after listening to, you know, because he's listened to some of the calls and stuff I've read and listened, plus I've talked to him a lot. He says, you know, I, I used to go there and felt like I, everything was okay. I was all right. He said, but after the stuff that I come to know and find out, he says, that guy, he says, all he is is 100% about that money. I said, yeah. Here that's they are. Fine. Brothers, said, they, they offered me to be a bishop in that organization that, you know, we grew up around no names. Here's the deal. 
I would have had to sell out on what I believed. And the crap, I didn't know near what I know now. But it's kind of like the fellow said, when I hit that saving mode, I didn't sign a card. I didn't get nobody to give me no relief. I made my own connection. And when I made the connection, I remember a woman, she said, oh, you're denying the Holy Ghost. I heard you speak in tongues. I stopped, turned around, looked at her, and I said, woman, let me tell you something. I know what kind of man I am. I know what kind of crap I've done. And I'll tell you this. When I get what the hell I'm looking for, you won't have to tell me I got it. I'll tell you. Do you understand me? Oh, man. You denying God. Well, then she's seen me get that understanding, and they watched what happened, and I threw people everywhere. I screwed their damn church service up. Hell, I wasn't down there for them damn people. I had to find a way to get the God inside. And once I got that understanding, because I've been taught that way all my life, it's just that I had also been taught that that same God was like a jack-in-the-box. He was always outside, or and he all jumps out. And so that's why they have to have a revival. they got to go back down and get revived. They need to have a damn harvest, man. Yes. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it just used to, I mean, just, staggered my imagination, you know, because of the way these people believe. I couldn't believe that they believed like that. And the more I listened to them preachers, man, let me tell you something I knew right now. I didn't have to look for the devil. I knew where he was. He was sitting on the podium wearing uh, $500 gators and uh, and a custom-built billionaire suit that costs anywhere up to about 1000 and uh, driving a, a, a $80,000, $90,000 automobile back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Man, if you were spending money on a $70,000, $80,000 automobile, you had some serious wheels. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And that's what it's all about nowadays. Everywhere you go, you see them popping up by left and right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. bigger church. You, you cannot be an evangelist unless you've got a half-million-dollar motorhome out there. Don't you know that? You can't preach the gospel. The blessings of God ain't on you without that damn motorhome and all that other paraphernalia. Yeah, that's really sad. Making merchandise of people's souls like that. That's what they're doing, brother. They do it all the time. And see, because of this commercial nature, that is the term traffic that is used over in the Old Testament where it said, Tyrus, the king of Tyre, corrupted his great wisdom. How did he do it? By his much traffic. He got so involved in commerce that he bent every law. They started teaching their tradition. They started teaching their doctrine. They set aside the true law of the divine. Why? Because it was not profitable to them. They don't want us healing direct by mind control. Why? It ain't profitable to them. They can't put a tax meter on it. No, I, I understand. But, you know, I mean, they Somebody read the Bible. That they... called, in, called me and asked uh, trying to get in on the call. He does not know how to raise his hand. Also asked, please unlock him. Uh, tell him how to put their hand up and then give old brother Rocco a breath of fresh air and let's see what he's got on his on his on his uh, memory banks there. Uh, you know what? I haven't used that in so long. I forgot how to do that. <laughs> oh shit! 
One of them is star six, one of them is star eight. I don't know. Big uh, 56 uh, said he looked up the legal definition of affiliation, and it surprised him to find it meant a bastard, and a bastard can't inherit. And see, that's what all these churches are affiliated. They're all a bunch of associated bastards. <laughs> that's good. <Yeah. laughs> oh, <laughs> affiliated at my state. That's true, Wade. That is true. You want me to Just click on? Okay, click on the icon in front of Rocco's uh, uh, nickname to unblock him. Okay, yeah, we'll right go. Him. Just click on Rocco and and you'll let him up. There he goes. He can crank up, Rocco. Hey, Gary. I finally got in, uh, but it's no big deal. <laughs> Hey, you know, this is, like a, this is like a brand-new pair of shoes. We're having to break them in. You know, I'm glad you said that because you said it's like a brand-new pair of shoes. And it's what you've been teaching for the last two weeks as far as teaching people about the Bible, what is recent, what is ancient, and what is, and for them to discern and find out the truth within them and the God that's within them. And there seems to be a, a, a lot of difficulty. Difficulty. <laughs> that last email you sent out today, um, I thought that was a good, insightful email. Because we are all, we have to understand who we are. We don't know who we are in the God that's within us. And we're seeking all of these people out here, prophets and everything else. If you can't search within yourself, so then who are you? You're a sheep that needs to be marched over the cliff. Yeah, you, you, you're essentially the bastard. You don't know your own father. That's basically what it's telling us. And, and see, this is the thing. All of us have had to grow in wisdom, knowledge, yes. and understanding. And it says of the child, the child waxed strong and grew in favor with God and man. They seem to overlook that. Well, wait a minute. He was the living God. He, he couldn't possibly have to know his growth. Yeah, he did. The same just like me and you. It's no difference in the analogy of that man that's being taught about because it's teaching us about us. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Because I've had to walk. I've had to walk. I've had to crawl and to get an understanding. And after being programmed, I'm, I mean programmed, okay, it's like somebody just went into my DNA and changed me at birth that said I had to be slapped on the ass. I had to have these vaccinations. I had to go through this process only to get an understanding of growth and understanding and meditation and discernment. Hey, this shit ain't good for me. Uh, I agree. Uh, let me acknowledge, uh, Wade acknowledged that he got that uh, statement, a bastard cannot inherit an affiliation. It did come from Michael Joseph because he wrote me as well. I second that emotion, Wade. But go ahead. You're right. I mean, uh, all of us have to grow, brother. Uh, there's yeah. no difference. It's kind of like when uh, like I've had this graft. And, man, I have went through some physical situations. I had to hang on to my positive belief to overcome it. Some of this has been program I accepted. Some of it is program that I put in. And um, I had rather get a little ass whipping and get corrected than I had get destroyed. 
We all have a fault line, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. And, and see, he was tempted in everything just like we are. And these people all know he didn't sin. Well, if you don't sin, what does it mean? See, I can be angry. I can uh, uh, do all kinds of stuff. I just can't let the sun go down on my wrath because right. I sin against the divine. Why? Because I would put in a negative program into my belief system in the mind. It would accept that. And and so it's telling us how to be careful, how to guard over our thoughts and our ideas. Right. And um, and, and become um, the living one. We're literally supposed to be the God walking to and fro in the earth. Yes, nobody can get closer to the God because we are the anointed covering sheriff. Hell, we haul that God around with us everywhere we go. I think more and more of it. Yeah, we're the archangel of light because we, we're the arcs in us. And so we're given the angle, the light angle of, of that divining con, uh, chest of illumination that's got the manna in it and, and every good thing. Because it's it's telling us it's something that comes out of the deep superconscious realm of our own mind, the heart. Yes, there, there was something that you had said before that uh, I wanted to raise a question on. When you were talking about uh, uh, people and what is legal, what is lawful, uh, you know, what is codes uh, and all the rest of this man-made stuff. But common law, if we can evolve to that point will open us up where the energy will excel even more. Well, see, to me, I mean, my my ideas and concepts about common law, I don't necessarily agree with that because I know where they come from and where they go back to, and the Pope had to agree on it, even the Magna Carta, after they made the adjustment from Alfred's Dunes. Um, they had to be modified because they were not in harmony with the Pope. Uh, from the days of King John Longshot. And um, so knowing that, um, I go back and I see the Ten Commandments, okay? I know there's 613 cupid knots or subdivisions of that Ten Commandment law, one and zero being the knowledge of the male and the female to copulative union to manifestation. That's where the Ten comes in. Uh, Genesis is the beginning of genetics, the foundation. And so we're putting everything together there. Now, as I do that, in Moses, it's got 613 subdivisions. Well, 6 and 1 is 7 and 3 is 10. It's telling you the divisions of those 10 basic idea concepts. And uh, if we practice them today, uh, man, there wouldn't be nobody going down there stepping over in the field of the widow and 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 the fatherless and taking their land and abusing and misusing them. Man, let me tell you something. That law whipped their ass right up right now. But you see, okay, but what if, you're, what if oh? you're past that? What if you're past Constantine, okay? Alexander and all that work beyond. Okay, the New Testament never existed. The Old Testament never existed. We're beyond that, okay, in the past, okay? That's oh, I, understand. I, I understand what you're saying, but okay. you see, here's the, here's the problem. See, while we may understand and realize and walk in that higher realm of knowledge, we must continue to teach some of these older concepts because that is the bridge to help those that are stuck in matter, the children that have lost their way. 
that's how we can take and help them to walk out of this. Um, and and some of them, brother, let me tell you something. It takes a while to teach them. I remember when I first started learning, um, uh, I studied my way right on through because I looked up what those word terms meant. Uh, Wade and I was talking about the golden bells and the pomegranates. And see, the golden bells on the bottom of the high priest's garment, it was a blue phylactery down there, and that blue meant that divine higher righteousness state. The golden bells was like the power of God sounding and tinkling in your life. And then the pomegranates interspersed in between them, a golden bell, a pomegranate, a golden bell, a pomegranate. But some of those pomegranates were blue, some were purple, and some were red. And they implied the fruits of what we might call the spirit. So we had nine and nine uh, in the New Testament. Yet that's 18, that's another nine. So now we've got three nines, we're up to 27. And that there is going to give us another nine. And so... Um, now, four nines is going to be 36, and that's another nine. But you see, the 36 is going to tell us that we have at least a tenth of the aspect of the circle. Now, as we begin to divide and do that, we understand eventually what Isis and, and uh, 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 Anubis, Anubis was talking about when he taught her how to add five extra days to raise the palace uh, and create a new phallus for Osiris. Well, they had to create a new way of impregnating a thought, a new concept to be taught. If they didn't, the people would not have known. They wouldn't have been able to carry the idea forward. And so when you begin to see what they're really teaching, oh, man, this thing, is, you're talking about beautiful. It's absolutely outstanding. And it's and free to everybody. Yes. If you've got five days, okay, because your thought is evolving, and you've given time to think, meditate, okay, raise the energy, okay, the nature to its highest level, to talk to the Creator. How can you go wrong? You can't. You can't. If you'll listen to my voice, that's all he ever asked us to do. He didn't ask us to kill a sheep, a goat, or anything. He said, if you will only hear my voice. Well, where in the hell is that voice? Elijah saw it in the cave, he saw it in the whirlwind, he saw it in the fire. It wasn't none of them places. It was in no external situation. It was the still, small voice within his own mind. And it's the same for us. It may be where you are now where the crickets are chirping, right? The frogs are coping, right? You're listening to nature when you're outside. All the insects, all the animals, you can even hear and know when there's a fox among you, okay? There's something that comes, and that's the nature of the Creator. I didn't quite understand the last part of what you said. And that is the nature of the Creator, understanding of all Yes, that's true. That's why it's that's why a parable, an idiom, a metaphor, an allegory, a symbol, um, gematria in numerics, they use all these different methodologies to teach the hidden concept. And see, we've got people that are so dense in matter that they do not understand uh, what they read. And um, it, it, they either, it, if, if you agree with everything they're saying, saying it the way they want it, then hallelujah, it's, be, it's best and blessed and so forth and so on. 
you say it the wrong way, they don't understand it, they don't uh, say it that way, then uh, their mind is just in, in crap city. I mean, they're down in the gutter, and, and they're going to stay there. They're, they're worse than the, the hog in the wallow. Well, I believe Southeast Texas has got their hand up full. Uh, South Texas. Uh, that may that may be um, that may be swamp shaman. Uh, he'll have something good to say too. Rocco, let me let somebody else get a handle on it. I thank you for your input. It was excellent. South Texas. Southeast Texas. I think that's going to be swamp shaman. Roger that. How you doing, brother? How's the missus? I'm fantastic. She's fantastic. All is well. As above, so below, and in between. Can't complain. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I came in late on the call, and uh, the I actually had my hand up by accident because I was uh, I was listening to White Wolf and him talking about how the how the options worked if it was star six or star. Uh, eight, and I tried that, and one told me this option is not available. So I tried star eight. It was okay. That's how it's done. So, but uh, talking about the uh, Elijah seeking uh, the uh, vision or the, the voice without, you know, they, 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 all these things that uh, you know in the Wiccan circles and uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. Uh, dating back uh, many, many moons before the time of Jesus, uh, everything refers to within. Seek not within that which you can, or seek not without that which you cannot find within. Uh, even, even above the door at the Temple of Delphi, know thyself. If you don't know yourself and you're not listening to yourself, you're not going to hear that voice. Uh, That's correct. And, that that's why we have the the latest and greatest uh uh i call them scandals because you call a rat a rat that's exactly what it is all the the various uh sports teams and the various new technology and the the latest and greatest uh ipads and tablets and tv shows and reality shows and all that it's all staged to keep you from looking within because as long as you've got your head tilted and your thumb cranking on your phone or you're glued to that television, they're telling you what to think in an indirect way and oftentimes in a direct way. And people fall for it lock, stock, and barrel. There's oftentimes in today's generation where if you talk about anything other than the latest reality show or technology, the kids look at you like you got three heads with one eyebrow raised with the this little thought bubble that says, huh? Because they don't understand the damn thing different. That's correct. That's exactly correct, uh, Justin. Um, and, and see, this is the deal. This is the difference between Inky EA and Enlil. Enlil was the one that was all electronics technology oriented. Enki Ea went back to the true mother that was the psychic, uh, mental, spiritual aspect. You might equate her, um, uh, his mother uh, or grandmother, um, in a sense, to Lady Wisdom because she had to retreat back into heaven 
there was no place uh, that she could find a, a place to rest among men, and yet the heaven that was being referred to was not off in the skies. It was between our ears and behind our eyeballs. Yes, sir. You, you remember when we were at that feast, uh, the solstice that time, and uh, um, they couldn't get that blame fire in the fire pit and the circle uh, lit? Yes, What'd you do? Block him? I'm no, I didn't. Him. Um, I didn't yeah. block him. Uh, do you remember when we were at that solstice event at Unity out there that time, close to Spindletop, south of Beaumont, and uh, the Triangle, and uh, I think Natalie and her uh, crew was putting on the, the festival or the feast day that day, and they couldn't get that blame death uh uh, fire pit lit, and there was no wind. And man, it was hotter than the blazes. You remember that, brother? He went off the computer. Well, anyway, what happened was, is that see, a lot of them they invite the god or the goddess, Ceres, Serenos, or different aspects. They're really dealing with the same deity but they kind of break it down into masculine and feminine characteristics or aspects. And um, they were all asking this, asking that. Well, the scripture says, uh, if you're going to ask, you've got to command it. So I just stood up and commanded the wind to come and the fire to start. The wind immediately started blowing. The trees started whipping, and the fire said boom, and it exploded and blew up, and you could see two fire geese dancing in that fire. It scared the hell out of them people because they were not prepared. And I, I could hear him whisper, he commands the gods. He don't ask the gods, he commands the gods. Well, we're the ones that have the authority over the elements, damn it. How the hell am I going to command it to do something if I don't know it and I don't apply it? Keep Swamp Shaman's back in there, brother. Go ahead, Justin. I guess I said something that made somebody somewhere mad because I got booted as soon as I finished saying what I was saying. I tried to cue back in three times and wasn't able to. <laughs> well, wow. I was telling them about that uh, deal down at the, the solstice at that time with commanding the winds and the fire to start, and it did. And <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I remember it vividly. <laughs> Well, I guess if they would uh, actually study and practice what they profess to know, they wouldn't get the uh, holy fecal matter scared out of them when they see it in action. I agree yeah. with you. That's true. So they really got the power. They just don't really realize it. And um, I remember, uh, you know, Patrick and uh, Rick and... Um, there was somebody that had come in. He was from from group, him and that girl that was over there that was causing such condemnation. She was really, uh, um, he was her handler. And, uh, but they were, they were into voodoo, but they were into the black aspect of it. They were going to control and force people. And uh, something happened with Rick and them, and they threatened Rick. And it scared Patrick silly. 
and he called me and asked me. He said, Gary. He said, he said uh, they're, they're probably going to kill him because of their belief. Because see, he didn't believe in the devil, but if you really listen to him, he believed in billions of them. And um, so I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And I prayed about it. Boom. And uh, lo and behold, it just happened to be that at the time that I prayed that. Um, it was like a force was pushing uh, Rick off of the road going back to that job down in Lafayette. And once I prayed, it disappeared, and he went on about his business. And uh, the people, uh, the next time I seen that man and that woman, uh, boy, they hated me. I mean, they really didn't like me at all. Um, but see, this is the thing. And once you have the knowledge of it and the confidence with it, you don't have to be afraid of this crap. Um, it's kind of like uh, I, I, last night I had someone that's a, a relative of mine, and uh, the man has been a really crooked, bass-ackwards butthole. And uh, he uh, has caused problems different places around, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's a damn thief. And um, I was sitting there, and that little boy's come to me, and it says, you know, you can stop this. And I knew I could, but I knew I had to pray potentially the killing prayer. And I didn't want to hurt him and harm him because he is a relative. And he's an ignorant, stubborn-ass child that's used to getting his own damn way. And the uh, problem is they let him get away with it until he's up around 50, 60 years of age, and so he's kind of set in that vein. And so I sat there because I knew that I had to take care of the girls and stuff in the farm. And so I prayed a prayer. I prayed for his instruction and his blessing. When I got to the end of that, I said, however, you know my heart and you know his heart. You know what he will and will not do. He's your child just like I am. I'm not praying for his destruction. I would prefer it be his instruction. However, but, if he is not going to change, like David, the priest, the royal priest of old, make him as the dust and dung of the earth. I don't have to worry about it. Because I know when the Pharaoh prays the prayer and he prays it in that fashion, the curse can't come back to the Pharaoh because he prayed an honest-hearted prayer or spell and put it in motion. Now, do you acknowledge that that is a correct modality and methodology? Justin, what we do, lose him again? Yeah, he's off there again, brother. Wow. I don't know what's going on there, but I I, I haven't done anything yet. He just went off. Yeah. Well, they had probably a rough time. I don't hear any boomers in the background because... Uh, I think it's going to be kind of quiet the next few days. We're supposed to have a cold front come in on Wednesday, 
and Thursday and Friday is supposed to be dry. It's been raining every day here basically for the last week and a half, going on two weeks, and I'm not complaining. I am thankful. <laughs> but uh, uh, cold front down here means that if it's 77 at night and it drops down to 70, we just got a cold front. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Still going to be up in the 90s on the heat factor. If it's overcast, it may drop down into the upper 80s. But, uh, anyway, um, see, this, this is the thing. Um, identity, um, uh, seed liner, uh, you have to stop and think. These are good-hearted people. They really mean well, and they've studied a lot of things out. But where the real rub comes in is that 99.9% of those have been taught and believe that it is a literal thing. And they're looking for the wrong boat because you see it tells you verbatim that it's not a literal kingdom. And uh, if you really want to kind of screw your head on straight, go down to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And it says, you have come. Well, wait a minute. If you come, you have arrived. Where? To the city of the living God. Oh, wait a minute here. What city is he referring to? The heavenly Jerusalem. Where is heaven? It's within. To the holy Mount Zion. Oh, wow. Where is that? It's inside the exalted state of enlightenment and understanding. To the ecclesia, the body electric of the firstborn. Where is that? That's us. Oh, no, that's got to be old yonder Jerusalem. they got to rebuild something. I don't give a rat's ass if they stack bricks from here to 90,000 feet, if they can breathe that high. That is not the kingdom that it is talking about, and that is not the temple. And it ain't going to make a damn bit of difference. It'll be just like every kingdom that's gone before it. It will pass and fall into rubble. Because the real knowledge is something that is a mental, a spiritual uh, aspect that will manifest in a physical reality. See, we control matter, but we can't do it if we don't use the mind. Yes, sir. That's why the scripture says, my words are spirit, and they are life. life. Yep, absolutely. That's absolutely the, the, the fact of it. And and see, this this is the whole deal. And uh, see, that many times is not the type of kingdom or the type of belief structure that people want. They want a physical reality. Oh, no, I remember one place we went, and um, these preachers, they were all talking about all the believers. Uh, They were going to kill off everybody that was not of their particular white race, as they thought about it. And I looked around, I knew they all didn't qualify anyway. And uh, I just kept listening to them. And, um, and finally, they asked me, well, brother, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I said, the thing that has me kind of puzzled about your beliefs is this. Now, all of you believe that you're all going to be put over a city, and all these people are going to bow down and worship, and you're going to rule over them. Is that correct? Absolutely. Praise God. I said, no, wait a minute. You done prayed that every son of a bitch out here is done killed off and dead. Who in the hell are you going to rule over? One another? Man, them people got to looking at each other. And, son, you're talking about quiet. It got so quiet you could have heard a mouse fart at a thousand yards on that mountaintop. 
They're too literal-minded, brother. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely correct, yeah. But you see, until you can get them to think about it, uh, B and I and Shawnee and um seems like Misty and maybe Beth and uh, Jacob went with us. We went to the eastern part of Oklahoma, and there was some kind of a, uh, an identity uh, feast that they had up there just across the Arkansas line. And... Um, some guy named Hale or something like that. And um, so we, you know, they had invited us, and hell, we thought we was going to a regular type of uh, scriptural type of feast. And they were pretty decent people. There was a lot of things that they had that was believable, and uh, they tried to be right. And I mean, but they really were literal, real literal-minded. And there was one guy there, and he hated Blacks, he hated Mexicans, he hated everything under the sun other than a white man. And this guy had a skin disease all over him. Well, see, what it was, his belief had got under his skin. He was literally manifesting uh, the very thing in his body that was a direct result of the hatred and the anger that he had within himself. And so um, I was dealing with some others about the law, and they all kept thinking I was some damn federal agent, which I wasn't. But nevertheless, I knew too much, and so I had to be a federal agent. And um, anyway, um, we got to talking to this guy, and he managed to listen to her. And uh, he woke up and seen the error of his hatred. And brother, I kid you not, I don't know if it was just an hour or two exactly what it was, but he went from being the most pitiful-looking thing you ever seen with them sores and that rash all over him to absolutely perfectly healed within about a two-and-a-half, three-hour period max, I'd say. And a total change. And uh, we were going to leave because they were starting to come down with food poisoning and stuff. And I had the girls and and um, the grandbabies. And so um, we went ahead and, and gathered up. And this man, he hauled and his friends, and they packed our, our baggage out to the vehicle for us and uh, had a great time, and we left. But when we left, he was a healed man because he got rid of that anger, that hatred that was just eating him alive. And, uh, see, this is the problem. Um, I, I knew one group of people. There was a man. We were in North uh, Carolina up at Andrews, and this man uh, had been sick with a heart condition, and um, his wife was there, and they had a lot of property in out west and then up there in uh, North Carolina, too. And, uh, man, they had a beautiful home up there sitting on the side of a hill. This man hadn't driven a car in four or five years. And uh, he was literally having a major angina attack. He would have died right there. That there was no two ways about it. And all these pictures were sitting over there, and it was on a high priest thing. And uh, they were more or less kind of sitting there rooting on, uh, waiting for him to die because they just knew they were going to get to share the benefits and service the old lady. And... Uh, my wife come to me and she said, Gary, come come pray for this man to straighten him out. 
And so I walked over, and that's when we found out that B could not be within 10 or 15 feet of me when I start running energy direct on people because it will the field will literally pull the energy out of her because she had to go to bed the rest of the day. But I run energy on that man, and instantly it straightened his heart out. That man walked out, got in the car, told his wife to come, and, had, and drove for the first time in four or five years. And, uh, man, them people, they hated me so bad because I had done beat them out of getting a hold of those children's inheritance and the money and the property that that man and woman had. But, I mean, see, this is the way you've got to understand. These people got this literal kingdom. They're, they're not looking out for the true spiritual concepts of it. They've got other ideas. And, uh... <coughs> Yeah, if you get rid of the anger and you forgive it and you remove it and go on, so he washed her. He presented the subconscious mind to himself. How did he do that? He washed her, it, with the pure water of the washing of the word, a new thought, a new idea, a new concept. And uh, uh, that's what you would be doing. You'd be taking money out of your pocket. But you see, uh, when a preacher, uh, uh, believing like they did with the 501c3, you know, what's yours is theirs. Remember, you're, you're their flock. Uh, they're going to get to farm and shear you, and if you mess with them too much, they'll gut your ass and put you on a barbecue pit. You know, I mean, I, I hate to say that, but, folks, that's the truth. I mean, you, you, you have to stop and think about what it is you're really seeing, what it is that you're hearing, and what that gospel is really telling you, what the Old Testament is. You can literally teach the entire New Testament out of the Old if you know exactly where to go. I used to do it and just blow their minds because it was the same in both aspects. It's just they did not understand that because of the change that the Roman Catholic Church, being the empire church from Constantine at 325, did. They formulated a new a new gospel. They uh, they altered all kinds of stuff. They they took out from around 1,400 documents that they just totally alienated. Anybody that had the true concept that did not believe uh, uh, in something that was pro-empire, they run all those uh, believers, uh, those knowers out. And see, that's why they persecuted, like I said, the Gnostics, the Chaldees, and the Cathars, because they knew that doctrine that come out of the Nicene Council in Rome with Constantine, they knew it was a lie. They used to laugh at them. And uh, consequently, the Roman Catholic Church couldn't have that. So you kill off every every mother's son out there that don't believe like you do. Uh, take out their wives, take out their children, and you claiming their land anyway, they're going to, hey, we're going to go in, take, and conquer. And see, those people, the, the Chaldees and the Cathars and the Gnostics, most of those people were known as healers, peaceful people. There ain't nothing like these dummies have taught. And um, I'll talk to somebody that's a Hindu, and really that's a misnomer, because a Hindu really, uh, the Brits didn't know what the crap they were doing. And they called them Hindus, but in reality it meant people from the Indus Valley. That's where, where they came from. Well, you can't become a Hindu. You have to be born a Hindu. You have to be someone that comes from the Indus Valley and um, or from that lineage. And uh, we were laughing the other day because we were talking about that uh, so many people think that they believe that they're polytheistic, and they just started giggling because 
they don't believe in polytheism at all like the Christians think they do. They believe in one true divine deity. But the characteristics, the aspects of that deity, they may worship different parts or aspects of it for particular things like in, uh, in healing or something, or maybe a financial need that they have. And so they worship and ad- adhere to that, that aspect, and uh, they create a sigilistic type of prayer, and it manifests. It comes to pass in their life. They're, de- they're really decent, good people. And uh, you try to tell that to some Christian folks, do not understand that at all. It's like Buddhism. They don't understand Buddhism. Um, a matter of fact, there's a lot of Buddhists that uh, uh, was following up and um, in the storyline of the Buddhas, Siddhartha Sake Buddha. Um, now once he came to true enlightenment, um, a mental illumination, and uh, he didn't practice all that crap that the ascetics did. Uh, man, they come to him and started trying to tell him that he had lost the faith. He had fell out of the way. And uh, and uh, he became the enemy of them because he had learned how to think, see, and do good. And um, when you, like the aspects of Shiva. Shiva, in one sense, is, is Jacob Israel. Um, it's the destroyer of the old world of illusion. Well, if you supplant an old world, an old idea or a concept, aren't you changing that thing? Aren't you altering it? Isn't it going to become a new thing? The whole I make all things new. Who's going to do it? You are. I did hear that. Jim, go ahead. No, I just, you went off there. I thought that I wanted to make sure you were still in there. Yeah, let me get me a little tea out of my glass over here. Oh. Yeah, I mean, everything in the scriptures is, is telling us that we, that it's a spiritual concept, a thought of conception or idea that we have to be in agreement with the divine law, like he said, that he exalted his word above his very nature. That we need to, I mean, to walk in that newness of life and newness of mind instead of looking at constantly at this three-dimensional aspect, you know, and thinking that it's literal when it's not. My words are spirit and they're life. They're a mental... Uh, concept. There's a spiritual, mental world as well as there's a three-dimensional world. Yep, that's true. The three-dimensional world, man, that's hard for people to walk away from. God dang, I don't know why, but it is. Is that why they says they worship the creature more than the creator? Absolutely. See, they've got. Their belief is in a literal physical man that was created through the belief structure that was created at Constantine's Nicene Council in 325. See, they never believed in a physical man like these people teach you today at all. And, um, and, and when you get to going and looking and seeing uh, what was going on, oh, my goodness gracious sake alive, uh, man, they'd, go, they, they'd want to burn you at the stake here today if you told them the real truth. 
No, I understand what you're saying, brother. I mean, but that's the way the 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 so-called church system is teaching the people a literal oh, yeah. lie, three-dimensional oh. concept. To I where think. I guess they want people to miss the boat, like a, oh, like I a see. friend and I was talking with him the other day. I said, "Have you ever wondered why they put in the in the Bible? You know, they're like sheep." being led to slaughter. <laughs> yeah. And he says, well, no, I've seen it in there, but I never really wondered why it was there. I said, because their intention for you and I and everyone else is to to not find the truth and the true concept of the Creator, that if we keep following them, they're going to live their lives as, you know, in high stature, and then we're going to, you know, get old and pass on without even understanding and knowing the true nature of the eternal creator. That's correct. Uh, see, like they're talking about the use of marijuana or cannabis uh, to cure. Uh, there is a, a a video out. It's called Run from the Cure. And it was the first guy that really came out and started showing the mechanism of how to evaporate it. And... Um, there's even a water distiller that you want the low power when you don't want the high power one. And um, you could take, let's say, and and um, break down a, a a pound of chopped up of weed, you know, good bud weed, and um, uh, extract with um, 190 grain alcohol. And uh, let's say that you extract it and shake it back and forth and all this and that and the other, and uh, you pour that into that uh, dehydrator. And then you might take a little more, uh, another, uh, let's say, uh, another pint or half pint or uh, maybe even a quart, you know, depending on how much you got, and wash that a second time so that you get everything out of it. Well, don't pour the the, uh, extracted... uh, um, herb away because there is a way to make a spagreek out of that. I'll tell you about that in a second. But anyway, you put it in that, that um, dehydrator with that glass carp and it'll have its filter. And what it will do is it will allow you to reclaim the 190 grain alcohol that you've got. Now, it's going to have a little taste to it, but it ain't made for drinking. It's made for extracting. <laughs> but when it cooks down... That uh, stuff will be kind of green in the bottom, but even down in the bottom, there is a golden-looking elixir or um, extract that's there. And what you might do is take you a couple of coffee filters and put them in a in a in a funnel, and uh, get you a pot or something that you can pour it in, and it will it will take that green mess off the top. And then if you take what uh, elixir goes through and then scrape out the good stuff that's in the bottom um, and you give them, let's say, um, in a syringe, the equivalent of maybe an eraser, uh, uh, a number two pencil eraser of that extract by mouth um, two to three times a day. Somebody said, well, they're going to get high. Listen to me. That high part is part of the healing. And these idiots, when they take all that out, they they still get healing, but not to the same extent. And what you would use to control um, epilepsy in a child 
is not necessarily the things that you need to effect a cure in a human being or an adult. And so uh, they would take and start doing that. But I know of a man that was up there that had lung cancer, and he started because he had melanoma, and he would put a uh, drop on his uh, melanoma two, three, four times a day, and then Wade and him told me about the frankincense, and the frankincense works like a shot also. I would use a Q-tip because it can make your fingertips sensitive. Anyway, um, um, he uh, said uh, they told him about that um, his lung cancer was uh, accelerating, but the, the melanoma and so forth was going away. He said, well, hell, what would happen if I took a, 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 a that eraser pulled three times a day or so by mouth? They said, well, it couldn't hurt you. And so they started doing that in between four and six weeks. His fourth-stage uh, lung tumors, lung cancer, had totally disappeared. So, uh, I mean, uh, listen, uh, they won't use the term cure and uh, things like that because, see, they can't cure. They're only symptomologists. They just treat the symptom. And cancer is a symptom. It is not the thing that causes that situation. So you have to learn to look for yourself. I mean, a doctor is in business just like a damn preacher is in business. Yeah, big farming rules as long as somebody knows about it. But, you know, like the fellow said, you don't have to tell big farmer every goddamn thing, and you sure don't have to put it on the email and this and that and the other. If you're doing something, don't do it where in the hell they're going to look at you if you're going to do that. I mean, you you got to learn to use your banana up there, you know. I mean, gee, Willikers. To them, it's just a money-making business where they win and in the end you lose. Jim, uh, this this is why the system cannot be saved. There's no way the United States, small U, or capital U, capital S, or all caps can be saved. The system was never designed for fair, honest rulership. Even when George Washington and them went and brought the city of brotherly love. Now notice, the Pope's going to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. You better look up the church of Philadelphia in your Bible and go see what kind of, that's the only blessed one in the whole damn bunch. And when you see what they're doing, they're going to Philadelphia. Why? He's got to declare the, uh, the the jubilee. He's got to declare it because this is the city that sits on the hill. They wanted to build their kingdom in the sides of the north. Well, hell, they did. They built the U.N. on the East River. That's where yes. the world rule is. That's why they call New York City the world capital. And and when they referred, they had one guy, they asked him about the Nazis of the Third Reich. He said, you don't have to worry about the Nazis of the Third Reich in Germany. He said, you have to worry about them dummies that are of the Third Reich that's ruling Washington. Yes, sir. I, I agree. <sighs> that's why they call New York the Empire State. Oh, absolutely. It's still the Empire Yes, sir. But it's coming down. For sure it's coming down. And and it has to. It has to fall if the people are going to be free. You're never going to have land that is ruled and controlled by the ever-living. 
Why? In the 50th year, even if you had took and encumbered it, it has to come back to you free and clear. The goddamn government, the queen and them ain't going to do that. Hell, they claim they own everything, those lying a-holes. Yes, sir. Well, the, the Pope's coming to, what, the 25th, 26th? He's supposed to declare the Jubilee. Let's see what happens. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, there's the scriptures in the Old Testament tells you when Jubilee is declared, what in hell to do, how to file a document. And, uh, see, uh, they say, well, uh, that Jubilee doesn't uh, declare. Let me tell you something. You violate an Old Testament law using usury and interest. And the penalty is called loss of life and loss of property. Somebody says, I don't believe that. That law's been done away. Well, let me clue you in. What do you think Chapter 7, 11, and 13 was all about? It was talking about a corporation that used usury and interest, couldn't pay its debt, so it was loss of life and loss of property. They had to sell everything or liquidate it off or totally restructure in order to hang. They still had to pay. It was a penalty. If it operates on paper, don't you think it operates in living reality? Yes, sir. That's Nebuchadnezzar's image. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The image that he commanded everybody to bow down and worship. Now they force you to They're bow. doing that right now. You You defend your own home. They just charged the guy that shot a damn uh, 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 bandit that broke in his house, and they want to charge that guy with manslaughter. They want to hang that goddamn prosecutor. Yes, sir. And people believe they're free, and they're not. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to walk through the height and the depths of this earth with our heads held high as a true son and daughter of the air we're living. But no, the, the system wants us to crawl on our knees and beg for mercy. Well, let me tell you about Jade Helm. Uh, whether you realize it or not, Jade Helm is still working. It's just not necessarily working the way everybody thought it would. <laughs> but uh, they're afraid that the financial market's going to take a crap. And see, they've already been telling you from the World Bank, that Lazard woman, she's been telling you that uh, the new money's coming out October 1st. You've got uh, bankers and uh, wealthy people that are already doing an exchange to this other kind of money uh, already. But they're not putting that on the open market. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. You don't have to worry and run, but if you will use your mind, kind of like I know people, they took their money out, and instead of storing and saving it, waiting for somebody to devalue it, they bought the things that they required. Not just wanted, but the things they needed so that they would be prepared in the event that something happens. Somebody said, well, what, what, what if nothing happened? Well, uh, 
it don't really make too damn much difference to me what they do or don't do. Um, I got the girl stuff to raise bees. Big deal. Who gives a shit if Wall, uh, Wall, uh, Wall Street goes down? They're not going to grow nothing if they don't have a bee. Because that bee and that wasp has to pollinate those plants or you're not going to have any fruit, fruit and vegetable production. I don't give a damn what kind of degree they got. And they can tell me all the science they want. It ain't going to happen. But see, the girls will have a a source or a means of, uh, of being able to barter, sell, and exchange. There are people that will come 200 miles to pay $50 for a gallon of our honey. <sighs> All natural. People don't know how to cultivate anymore. Well, I mean, they say, well, you're in a cult. Yes, sir, I sure as hell am. What? You admit to being in a cult. Yes, sir, I cultivate that garden out there every every year, uh, summer, winter, spring, or fall, as the fellow said. And uh, uh, I'm not talking about that kind of cult, but you see, that's the root of the term you're using. Cult, culture, cultivated goes back to a group of people that is prepared, they're plowing, they're planting, they're growing something. Yes. Yeah, if they don't cultivate, cultivate they ain't going to have no way, no means of survival because you have to have food to survive. Chubin uh, with you, um, Jade Helm. Helm is like a rudder on a ship. But Jade is really referring to Jade 2. It is an artificial intelligence computer program. And before you turn something loose, you test the drone to see if you can make it fly on remote control or uh, follow an AI program. And uh, consequently, once you get certain things done, uh, like the Orion Mine computer project that went to Los Alamos, uh, you're probably calling it Jade 2 now because, in reality, it takes a uh, standard computer system uh, with a thousand um, multitasking uh, um, um, CPUs and augments them together and processes basically at the speed of light. And uh, so, I mean, there's, there's, and it doesn't need a clay computer or supercomputer to do that. I was talking to one of my relatives down there that's in farming and stuff, and they're still farming, but uh, they said that they, the government's going to all these farmers, subsidizing them and telling them not to farm down in Texas. You remember Belgian Farms that was in San Antonio on the south loop of uh, 410 going out to 1604? Um, it wrapped around um, all the way from, say, 90 at Marbach uh, back down towards uh, 
all the way down to Morrison down in there in reality, especially on that, um, um, uh, what was that? out there where Josephine Friesenhahn lived. And all the Friesenhahn boys. Well, the Belgian farms was out there. They had thousands of acres that they farmed. And they kept screwing with them, jacking this up, jacking that up, till they removed them off of the land. And that arable number one farming land, they took and have turned it into damn subdivisions and shit. What? My God. Yeah, I, I mean... There's a lot going on, folks. People just need to wake up and smell the roses, so to speak. See, if they have them in a city structure, it's like if they have you in a church environment or if they can get you in a public school. That They have a mechanism. They have legal policies, rules, etc., where they can control and direct you. They'll control your water supply. They'll control any power that you get. If you don't use their power and their water, they're going to want to find you or throw you off the land because you're not using their services. You see what I'm saying? Look at that that, uh, uh, man that lives in Florida, had his own property um, and had him a a little hooch and everything built, nice place, and uh, everything he did was off the grid. The damn city uh, and the county uh, down there, went and told him that uh, he would either start using their services or they would remove him off the land because he was not uh, living up to the terms and conditions of land rent. Oh, yes, I I understand what you're saying. It's just like my son and my daughter-in-law, I mean, they have a a septic system and a, a well. And, and the the city water runs by, right by there, and they're not hooked up to it. They still send them a bill every month and tell them they have to pay it. Yep. And, and brother, they're doing this all over. Now, in Oregon, Oregon claims that they own the rain. So if you what? collect anything in a barrel or anything uh, in a pool or anything in, in a, a river or a creek, or a lake or a pond that you built, the state of Oregon claims that they own that water and they're going to tax you on it if you're using that up. That's insane. Well, he said they would remove you off of the land. Thomas Jefferson told them that. Now they're trying to get rid of Thomas Jefferson because he told them the truth. See, the, the, the damn Jewish banking syndicate cannot handle that. And, and in their protocols, they told you that they were going to use the Islamic belief structure to take and divide the, the Middle East and take control of it so they could break the West. I mean, come on, folks, it's right there in front of you. You, you just got to open your eyes and see. It's telling you what they're going to do. Yes, sir. My God. If the people don't wake up, my Lord, they need to wake up. This is why why I'm saying once these people learn to pray and learn to see the thing and realize that they are the one that's in control, see, they can pray that same type of killing prayer. If these people are trying to hurt or harm or control us and it's in violation with the law of life, you can put them up against that law of life. That's what pulls down the kingdoms and the strongholds and the governments and, and scares the shit out of the rulers of wickedness and spiritual places. I mean, see, that's what the, that's that's the real thing, but they're not going to teach that. 
I, I understand, brother. Uh, it says, united we stand, divided we fall, and they're doing everything to divide everybody. You know, trying to put one race against another and, you know, the mother against the daughter, the father against the son. I mean, they're they're dividing everything. They're making sure that they have complete control of everything and everyone everywhere. Brother, and, and where the farm is in Louisiana, let's say that you buy a piece of property over there. If you do not file that property that you transferred from that individual that you acquired it from, if you do not file it with the parish over there, then you don't own it. What? You did, you heard me. I didn't stutter. You have to be real careful because, you see, if you fail to register that property with the state, see, they can't tax somebody uh, if you don't file it. But if you don't file it, they're going to treat it as if you don't own it, and they'll let somebody else have it. My God. I'm just telling you, see, this is what's been going on, and people people have just let this crap get ahead of them. And uh, they haven't done anything. I mean, that's why we keep teaching and talking about this so we can wake people up. Um, there's places down here, you know, the big commercial farmers, they got stuff going. But uh, there was areas that, man, uh, uh, over in Bullgard Parish where the farm is, that was the most fruitful, productive parish in the entire state, and it had the most water under it. They made them start clearing this and clearing that out. And uh, they went to just beans and corn, and uh, up around certain parts of it, you can find them where they're growing uh, uh, sorghum, molasses, uh, corn, beans, and uh, cotton. And, um, uh, man, they just wear that soil out. They don't never give that soil no rest. Well, if you went to look for topsoil, it used to be we had up to 120 inches of topsoil in the United States in 1945. You want me to tell you what the average topsoil is in the country today? If you find two inches, you are living on some tall, number one, blessed ground, as the man said. They have burned it up through these damn fertilizers and their farming practices. My goodness. See, the Old Testament taught you how to rest the land. It taught you how to rotate it to keep pure seeds. They don't want that. If you keep pure seeds, that means you can replant. Monsanto won't make the money. Monsanto has been a weapons company for years. Yes, and now they own our seed companies. My well, God. they don't own everything, but they goddamn well sure think they do, and they own the distribution. I went up there to order some seed for the farm, and uh, I couldn't get anything if it didn't come from Monsanto. So I had to go back to Texas and buy what I needed and then carry over to the farm. And then if they find out you're doing that, they want to go hell to Betsy. Wow. Oh, man, we this stuff needs to come to an end quick. Well, see, uh, here again, look at, the, look at the teaching of the name, fulfill, uh, what yod hey bob hey means. Uh, they don't teach any of that. Why? Because if you understand that, you don't need that preacher tater. And, and if, if if you don't need him, he ain't got a J-O-B, he ain't getting your income. I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? That, that's his money stream. 
and and uh, what is church or religion for? It's to control and direct the minds of the people. What's public school system for? Same damn thing. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson said that. They got somebody up there right now. They're trying to get uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, out of the history books because, uh, uh, man, he taught things that was against the government. Well, it goes to show you that the government that you've got uh, must not be the original government because Thomas Jefferson wouldn't even understand and recognize it. Well, I understand that. We got a backdoor government. <laughs> what do you think uh, contractors are? That's part of your black ops military. That's a second military. Matter of fact, you probably got as many contractors under private hire as you do in the U.S. Army. Uh, that's that is true, bro. I agree with you there. <laughs> you got anybody else trying to? You got anybody else trying to raise their hand there? Um, I, I'm a looking, but I just don't see them all. Have we got quite a few tonight, Jim? Yeah, we we had quite quite a few. We still got. Uh, a good 15, 20 in there still. I mean, there's some either got knocked off or went off, but we still got a quite a few in there. Yeah, Swamp Shaman, when he gets on the call, uh, they seem to want to knock him off. Uh, see, that's like uh, they have a, if I use the server or the, the, the computer at the farm, they have a server that that farm system goes through. And um, allegedly, it goes through the sheriff's department. I mean, you, you can't wipe your butt over there without it running through somebody. And um, um, if uh, you hit the wrong thing or you ask the wrong question, son, I'm here to tell you right now, uh, I'm sorry, the server cannot connect, uh, uh, or it'll be a 404 error code or some kind of crazy something like that. But they will prevent you from getting it. And sometimes if you, it's not as bad now. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, it was so bad there for a while. If I would write an email and they didn't, it wasn't politically correct to them, it wouldn't let it go through. And uh, so I'd have to learn how to send it different ways, you know, to to, to get a breakthrough. But uh, yeah. it's at least it's a little bit better now than it used to be. But uh, there are times, uh, um, <laughs> well, that lying-ass woman, I'm telling you, who in the world would trust that crazy thing is beyond me. I mean, listen, you talk about a tyrant. These people have no idea how tyrannical that idiot can be. Um, and, and she'll lie about anything. And don't worry about it. She does not believe in the Constitution. Matter of fact, if you go to asking 90% of them, they don't believe in the Constitution either. See, they're going down to do what they want, they think. They're not going to do it on the basis of the original Constitution. You bring up the term constitutional belief in a court of law, and a judge will throw your ass in jail because he don't believe in it either. He'll tell us that we're not part party to it. Yeah, I know. That means uh, um, they're going to throw you in. I remember when we taught Miranda how to Mirandize the judge in New York City on that IRS case. And Miranda, listen, they they, they were in there. Uh, the first morning I talked to him, I was with Fox and him in Dallas. And uh, 
um, or a suburb of Dallas, and um, the um, when he got to court, they was already waiting on him. They knew exactly what he was going to do, so I just waited a little later. And um, I called Miranda and told him what to do and how to go about and do it, and then I I spoke into the phone. I said, and listen here, you bunch of smart assholes. I know what you think you're going to do, but I'm binding you now. This is what's going to happen. There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. So you get your little butt ready when you get there this morning. This is what you're going to get. And hot damn, they went. Sure as thunder. It was exactly like I said. He Mirandized the judge, sold him off the bench, fired his own attorney. And so they told him in the clink there, you know, contempt of court. And I told him, I said, don't worry about it. The key is in your pocket. I said, he can't keep you but 24 hours. I said, you just shut your mouth. You don't agree to nothing. But all the rest of them that was in that bunch of uh, uh, resistors for the Internal Revenue Service filing, they recanted. That judge made an example out of them. The only one that did not go to jail or have any fines was Miranda because he listened to what the crap we told him to do, and he stayed on point. Knowledge is power, brother. Well, it's potential. If you don't well, apply it, it ain't, it ain't nothing. Well, I, I agree. I understand that. You, you lose. I mean, you either use it or you lose it. Well, that can be true. That can be true. That's kind of like the power of God. That's why I give it away all the time. Um, I, I help as many people as I can. I pray for people everywhere. And um, the reason is, is the more I use it, um, I know that, that uh, it's kind of like that little woman with the uh, the vessel of oil and the vessel of, of meal. Man, uh, you keep pouring it out, it ain't never going to run dry. Yes, sir. You need to do like, yeah, brother, buddy, ha. Oh, what are we going to get? What are we going to get for it now? Come on, brother, buddy. We need to do like old brother uh, Bob Marley would say. Get up, stand up, stand up for your right. <laughs> hey, brother, I've been preaching that for years. You know, Bob, he come out and he sang that and he said, Everybody think great God's going to come from the sky. Take away everything. Make everybody feel high. If you knew what your life was really worth, You'd get yours while you're here on earth. They believe and they teach they're going to die and go to heaven in Jesus' name. I mean, he lights their butt up because <laughs> they don't understand what they're saying. And and when he does or he did that, man, he, he, was, uh, he was tearing them a new bazooka. And, oh, yeah. uh, but see, people thought he was crazy. He was really a great spiritualist. And he was extremely well-skilled in the magic or black magic arts. And the reason that they say that, and it's such a derogatory term, is that you have to define black magic. Because, see, anything that the Pope doesn't approve of is considered black magic. So, I mean, it, it's not always what the hell people say. Uh, uh, see, they call us all kinds of things. But uh, in reality, it's kind of like... Well, man, you're a pagan. Well, yeah, I probably am because 
I'd be with one of them 20,000 that left the city of Rome when that Pope put that damn decree out, and I'd go to a city called Pagai or Pegas and, in essence, tell the Pope to jam it, and uh, so they'd call me a pagan, because that's where the term came from. And then you see them, well, no, it's in the Old Testament. The reason is because they rewrote the blame thing. Yes, sir. And yeah, I remember in that song when he also said, yeah, the mighty God lives in man. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, two can, the only way, it's kind of like one fellow made a statement. Uh, they want to know if you're willing to go forward and is everybody ready to proceed. You say, I'm sorry, Your Honor, uh, I don't understand this. Um, um, I, I, I just don't understand. Well, you need to have an attorney. No, sir, uh, I know enough to know that an attorney is in your forum and uh, I'm not interested in relinquishing my rights to a third-party arbiter that's in bed with the uh, primary uh, being a, a state contract, et cetera. I don't understand what y'all are doing. And no, sir, I'm not prepared to go forward. And boy, you just frustrated the court. Now, he may say all kinds of crap to you, but, uh, you know, you just have to make up your mind what you are or you are not going to do. He says, and it it isn't simple. Yeah, there. Listen, there, there's guys out there that they worked out processes that work for them. Another person can use it, just like they're talking about right now with uh, Doctor Erd and so forth. And uh, Toucan, uh, that's correct. There's sometimes sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. See, and if people want to know if there's a silver bullet, there's no such thing as a silver bullet. It depends on the idiot that's on the bench and what they're willing to or not do. Jim? Yes, Take 45. And uh, I don't know if it's dry in the morning. We've got to hang rafters on that on that building. I've got to get a lid on that so I don't ruin my floor. And uh, everything's looking pretty good. Man, we bought studs, and, and you normally figure you got studs for an eight-foot wall, correct? Yes, sir. I went down there, and, and Shawnee went and picked them out, and I never thought about, you know, measuring them. Man, we got home, we built that wall. Blame, I looked at it, and I said, boy, that's a tall-ass uh, wall. Because uh, I had, the, you know, the door plate and then a the, uh, dual uh, plate at the top. So you get your, you know, your lock going at your corners. Yes. And uh, we got to looking, and there were nine-foot ceiling studs. Worked out wow. perfect for this. Worked out perfect for the shop. And I asked that guy, I said, man, when did y'all start doing He said, oh, we have eight-foot, nine-foot, and ten-foot. I said, oh, guacamole, because I knew if I'd have got them ten-foot, man, I don't know if all them carpenters would have got up on them. <laughs> Hey, uh, it worked out for you, didn't it? Huh? It worked out for you, didn't it? It did. It worked out perfect. I can, uh, I, I believe I've got everything set up to where I can put my big uh, unisaw unifence with triple horse, uh, triple pulley, um, uh, Rockwell Delta, and uh, hell, the cabinet is 
600 pounds of cast iron, man, I mean, it's a heavy damn saw. But you talking wow. about a cabinet saw, that dude will get it on, and that triple horse, triple pulley, don't think about bogging it down. It ain't going to happen. Pretty good. Yep, nine stages of completion. That's just like in the road and coil. You add the next one to it, you roll over to 10. The zero becomes alt, as my daddy used to say. It's not, Gary. And what he was telling me was that it was a placeholder. And um, that's just exactly the way you would load a road and coil, um, according to the mathematical uh, uh, findings of uh, Randy Powell. But anyway, Jim, I'm going to uh, back out. Bless you fine folks. I enjoyed the call with you, everybody. I hope y'all got something out of it. Uh, B-56, I'm glad you're in there. And uh, I see B-56. I can't help it out. Huh? You get you there? Yeah. Okay. When B-56 is in there, I can't help but think of B-52 and Bammy to it. I mean, that's <laughs> And he'll know what I'm talking about. But anyway, folks, bless you all and and um, use your mind. Start understanding. This is simple. This is something we all can do. This is not hard. It's not difficult. The words and thoughts are in our mouth and in our mind. All we got to do is start seeing it, framing it, speaking it, and adhering to it. And anytime something comes up and it's contrary to your belief structure, if you can't say it externally in your own mind, just say, cancel, cancel, cancel. In other words, you're breaking that damn thought that's trying to interrupt and overtake or limit you and your belief structure. Anyway, have a good night. Shalom, prosper, be in hell. Um, I'm see if I can listen on the quark box over there, but I'm going to kill this one here. We love you, brother. Shalom. Folks, if you have anything that you want to comment on or have a question or whatever, feel free to ask it now. Well, if no one has anything they want to add to or share, I guess I'm going to have to end the call here. You know, I appreciate each and every one of you coming and joining in the conversation, and hopefully we all got something from the call tonight. I know I definitely did a lot of things. Yeah, I did too. It was good, good, and very good. And it keeps getting better and better and better. Yes, ma'am. Um, some of the stuff that was said last week helped me this week. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, that's what this is all about. I mean, mm-hmm. for us to come and you know, share and learn from one another and uh, share, learn from one another. Is that reminds, you, reminds me of when I used to go to the congregation of Yeshua a long time ago. Every week we had a different thing going on, and it was steady growth. It wasn't a program situation. 
And this is just uh, reminds me so much of that. So I'm happy. Well, I understand that. Uh, Rocco, did you have something you want to say? Yeah, uh, Jim, I thought it was uh, a very good program, enlightening. Uh, and as you know, we and Gary and I have talked previously, and we realize that everybody isn't at the same growth stage where we will eventually be, or if it is to be. And I thought that was beautiful. Uh, you know, and call it in um, climbing Jacob's ladder. Hey, you know, nobody's going to run to the top of the ladder overnight. We're not just gifted that way. If we're not willing to pay the due diligence and study and grow and see what is, hey, the only thing we can do is pray for those that don't have that energy. Yes, I understand that. It tells us to study, to show ourselves approved, the workmen rightly dividing the word, here little, there little, everywhere the word. And it, it, I mean, for myself, it does me do, I do due diligence to to endeavor to grow and to be stronger and to know in what I believe and to practice what I believe. And, you know, like it says, we got to test those weapons. we got to try them out. You know, and it even the scripture tells us, prove me herewith, saith, you know, Yahweh. You know, that, you know, if we don't test them and don't try it, we'll never know if it works or not. And not just, only do we have to test the weapons, we've got to fight the enemy that is against us. So that um, we have to work to the extent that we are conscious so that we can see. Oh, yes, sir. And connect. But if you feel that something is not right, Get rid of it. Move on. Don't hey, don't hesitate. Move on. Because once it gets involved and entranced in you, it's a burden for you to get rid of. I can understand that, but I mean it's just like you know, we have to disciple our thoughts, you know, discipline them. You know, bring them in bring them into subjection to our true wants and desires and the true divine law. Because it's like that Babylon monkey, or that you know, the, it just—it's all over. We have to bring that into subjection to where it does what we desire it to do, not what it wants to do. But and that's exactly—I think that's the issue that I'm—I'm I'm trying to bring forth. But it's not easy for people. It's not easy for people that have been programmed. Okay. Uh, for them just to uh, disentangle themselves what they have been programmed from birth. Right. I can understand that there. But, you know, there's a, I mean, I mean, from birth on up, I know people go through many different things. You can't, you're not going to amount to nothing, blah, blah, blah. Don't do this, don't do that, you're going to get hurt. I mean, you get all these here 
things stored up from childhood on up to maturity, and you got all these here things that are unsettled. And when you get to where you're grown and that, and you're trying to, how can I put it, start your life, so to speak, with cognizant understanding, you got all this other stuff that's been ingrained in there from not only childhood, but from other people, your peers and the government. I mean, it's a lot of uh, hogwash in there that we have to get a grip on and discipline it and get rid of the bad and accept the good and uh, go forward with that. But see, that's the whole thing, Jim, that I'm saying, is everything you said, but the last word you said, go forward from that. I think the process is not, I don't think the process, in my paradigm, I think the process uh, should be emphasized of going forward and how to go forward. We know what the past has dragged us down to, but I think we need to give insight as to how to go forward. Uh-huh. I, I, I understand that, but at the same time, it tells us to gird up our loins, and I'm talking about the loins of our mind to where we, we're, we're focused and we're uh, going forward in a, uh, a true direction of where we want to go, a true path, so to speak. Right. But a lot of people don't know that. I think it's a lot of people have to take baby steps. I had to take baby steps for a while until, hey, I, and I, I went through a, uh, an evolution of 360 a few times. Uh, I think we've got to give more than that. Uh, to build and uh, give the confidence of those uh, that are attempting to be conscious. I I agree with you, brother. I mean, even from childhood, I mean, uh, growing up, I'm glad that I was put on a path, at least, to understanding that there was a, a creator, there was a God that, you know, even though I might not have fully understood it. And, of course, I learned a lot of the the teachings that were not good, that were not true. But what I did know, I did my best to decipher the good out of that. And as I grew, you know, and, you know, like it, like it says in there, you know, it stuck with me since my youth. A wise man changes his mind often, but a fool never does. But what about those people that are where they are now? Okay, that they're not looking for that. They're, they want to move, as you said, forward. You know, not the past. They want to move forward. How can we help them and not help them but put food on the table so they can eat what they feel that is uh, in their needs to move forward. What? I understand that, but see, if if we go within, that's where the kingdom of heaven is, the kingdom of blessing, and it's also the kingdom of this, well, how can I put it? Because it, it, it comes out of us. It could also be uh, destruction, too. It depends on how we use that or how much understand we have 
understanding we have of the divine laws that were set forth from the beginning. I mean, the Messiah teacher that was our example, and he said, see these works that I do, you can do these and even greater. I mean, he fed the multitudes. We can do that also. But if we but don't I'm not know... About, I'm not talking about, you know, the scripture and what it said, the allegories and all of that. For those people that have reached this level, that want to move on, okay, that don't have to go through all of the rhetoric and the history and the false teachings for understanding. How can we put food on the table for them to eat from the table? Well, you talk in in what sense are you uh, saying that? Living food or the word? Hey, forget the word. Growing their consciousness and understanding of themselves. Well, I understand it says, be still and know that I am God. If if we're in a state of peace, we can hear that inner voice within that will lead and guide us in all truth and all understanding. But we have to be, you know, open to that and be patient for it to come forth because from birth till now, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of garbage in there that we've got to clear out and clean out. Jim, I, I'm an older man, and I've listened to people. I grew up, my grandfather was a pastor, so many of my relatives was a pastor, and I've heard this rhetoric before, okay? And they always said, hey, don't worry, pray, pray. Jesus is coming back. Do you realize how many million, probably billion people have died waiting for Jesus to come back? Mm-hmm. Yes. I can understand that. But there again, I mean, the answers are in there if they really rightly discern what it's saying. And not See, I think where most of people's problems are, and it was mine at one time too, we listened to those pastors, those preachers that didn't have enough sense to come out of in, out of the rain. That's why even the Messiah teacher in the in the Gospels he said you, he says on the outside you're all clean, uh, white and clean and washed, but on the inside you're full of dead men's bones. He said you stand in the gate. In other words, they're the pastors that's supposed to know the truth. They're standing in the gate and will not go in, and they don't suffer no one else to go in either. They're actually what I would call a gate of hell. But, Jim, all of that, you're still not moving people forward, opening up their minds, putting the food on the table for them to open up their minds and move forward, as you said, Go forward. How do they go forward without the scripture, okay? Without in, in any written word, okay? Put some meat. No, I hate to say meat because uh, they kill too many things, animals now that are good. Um, but how can you put food on the table? For well, let's put eat? it this way. If you steal your mind, and this is how before I come to a lot of the understanding that I did when I was a a younger age, and I didn't really understand a lot of what I know now, 
50-something years later. Okay. What I did, uh, you know, my parents taught me there was a creator and a God. And I said, okay. They said, all you got to do is pray with a sincere, open heart and mind. Be open-minded. And uh, all right, I did that. So I went in the room. And I got down on my knees. And I lifted my hands to the Almighty. And I told him, I said, you know, God, whatever you have for me, I don't care what it is, I want it. And I I went into a dark room. I mean, it was pitch dark. My mother went in there with me because I was afraid of the dark. And what happened was in that dark room, I was down on my knees with my hands lifted, and I said those words, God, whatever you have for me, I don't care what it is, I want it. The whole entire room where we were at lit up. No one turned the light on. I mean, it literally lit up brighter than day. And I'm telling the gospel truth. But and, and what happened was, and this is, I mean, I really didn't know a lot about, you know, the scriptures and that at that time. And uh, it lit up brighter than day. And I, like I said, I had my head bowed, and I seen the hand of God. When I said the hand of God, it was a power. It was in the form of lightning, you know, like a lightning bolt coming out of the sky. And I had my head bowed looking down, but I seen it in the spirit, in the mind. It came down and lighted on top of my head. And I was on my knees. It lifted me off of my knees to my feet. Mm-hmm. And my mother was there. I mean, she was a Pentecostal woman and knew about the Spirit and all this and that. And when I was raised, uh, when it raised me up to my feet and I still had my hands lifted, I started speaking in unknown tongues. And I tried to talk like I'm talking now, and I could not. And I, I mean, it was going on for a while. And my mother told me, you know, James, you've been talking in tongues for a while, and she she speaks in tongues too, or she did. She's passed on. But what happened was, uh, she said, you know, she didn't she didn't know, you know, they had the teaching of the devil. Not they, she didn't have the teaching, but how they say about the devil. And she said, well, James, you've been speaking in tongues for an awful long time. You know, maybe that's the devil. You know. Uh, Making you do that thing, make trying to make you think that it's God, and the spirit within within me. All I did, I mean, I just shook my head like no, 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 and I, the spirit made me point my finger at my mother, and she started speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. But Jim, I understand your testimony. But well, no, what I'm trying to say is this: you ask how. To, the people can do this. This is what I was saying. The people that are not at that place or don't know or whatever, if they're sincere in their heart and they really, truly want to know and have a desire to know a greater understanding, the Creator will give it to you because He says that He will not withhold any good thing from them that ask and, you know, seek for it. 
Okay, but how can they raise that energy? Okay, how can they raise that energy? I mean, I have the energy. I've, I've raised my energy, but I'm looking for some wisdom that when people do talk to me and I don't have to, say, walk away because of their lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. How do we raise their energy, their chakras, that Brother, connection, we, we, that, we universal, can... that universal connection without going through the past? Uh, you can't. No one can't. likes No, I, I, I've got young children, uh, many, okay? And... Yeah. Uh, I understand the millennium, uh, those youth that see where we have failed and we have presented nothing but rhetoric. Brother, I understand. They're looking for wisdom. What is the wisdom that you could say or anybody can impart to them to help them to grow even faster? Well, this is what the Creator showed me and told me. And I've heard that... the divine creator speaks to me in an audible voice within me. No one else heard it, but I did, like I'm talking to you now. I mean, and no one had to tell me it was the creator. I knew because I instantly started crying, and I automatically went to my knees. I mean, it just that's just what happened. No one had to tell me it was the creator. And he told me, he says, uh, I, you, you didn't, uh, he says, uh, how can I explain, uh, uh, that he called me, that I, you know, I didn't just come to him, but he called me, and he told me to open my mouth and he would fill it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't take no, and he told me, don't take no thought of what people are going to say to me or what they're going to do to me. He said, but when you tell them, oh, shamahari, shamahai, hila mahashi, he said, you tell them, thus saith Yavah Hashem. But Jim, I guess what I'm, what I'm really trying to say, how do you take I out of it you out of it as I try to talk to people with I and you. You can't. Wait, wait, wait. Because wait a minute. Wait. And, and the wisdom that I have, because I can connect to some, but I cannot connect to all. Maybe in time it will be. Uh, I, um, and that's what I'm, uh, that's, that's what I'm putting on the table for discussion. But you, you can't take the I out of it because the very creator says, I am that I am that I am. And even, you know, like Thomas Didymus, like what, you've heard what we'll say that another time, my twin twin, another I, I myself. I'm not only in a physical body, but the true me is the spiritual being, the light being that we truly are. And that you can't take the eye out of it. And you, you can't raise their energy. They have to raise it. Because it's, it's an individual affair. But I feel that you still can take the eye out. 
and youth in discussion as far as putting food on the table for understanding. Mm-hmm. I was telling my daughter, she's 25 years old, uh, we can. have discussions, and I told her, this is really interesting, Chloe, what I'm dealing with right now. I said, I'm finding that whatever I say is coming to pass. Simple as that. I said, and money cannot buy this. I said, just no. Money cannot buy this, and it will happen if that's your desire. The Bible says that we will have the desires of our heart. You know, it all depends on each person what your desire is. You know, so let your light shine. My desire, my desire is to know more of the Creator, to have mm-hmm. a greater understanding of what I have today. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, from I mean, from every thought of my mind to every fiber in my body, I mm-hmm. want to yield to the Divine Creator and to walk in, you know, when it says be... The stance, uh, it's just, uh, it says, to be ye perfect, for I am perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way, but I'm I'm endeavoring to, to meet that mark, that mark for every man. Mm-hmm. I and hear I'm, you guys, I hear you guys talking, and I hear I, being concerned about everybody. It yeah, doesn't get no better than that. But he says to take the I out of it or the the you out of it. You can't do that because I can only come from my perspective, just like you come from your perspective. It is the mm-hmm. I. It is me. I am but that Jim, I am that I am. But, Jim, the thing that I'm, I mean, I think one of the issues that I'm trying to say, uh, I'm, I, I'm not saying, but maybe I'm trying to say, is that we are only one part of the whole. If we go to what is considered in the Western civilization 360 degrees as being complete, I don't know how many I ams, okay, as part of the whole and the plurality of energy that projects change. Brother, I, I understand what you're saying. In one one aspect, we are part of the whole. In the other aspect, we are the whole. Because it's like the Messiah said, I can do nothing of myself except what I see the Father do. It's the Father within me, the Creator within me that does the works. It's not the me, me. It's the creator within me. I have to be in agreement and understanding and with that divine law in order for it to to work and to manifest and to be that way because he said it, it's forever settled. I can't change it. You can't change it. No one can. We have to conform to it. We don't want to change I don't think anyone wants to change it. I think what uh, 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 my issue in my paradigm of thought right now 
is that every thought has value. Uh-huh. Every thought has value. So that my thought has no more value than anyone else's thought. But I my understand. Ener- but my energy, okay, uh, that comes that I can um, share with people may enhance somebody else's thought for a good change. Or not even a change, but what is. Uh-huh. Brother, I understand what you're saying in one instance. Uh, you're wanting to, to be able to make a difference in those younger people's lives with uh, greater wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I understand that. But see, it's it's not us. It's the Father within. Because even the... He does... It, it's, it's that divine spirit that does that, not us. We're just the mouthpiece, this temple, to right. to put it out there because it says... You know, Paul watered, uh, uh, no, uh, talking about Aquila, and then Paul planted, Aquila watered, but God makes the increase. Uh But, Jim, I don't want to make a difference. That's the whole point. I don't want to make a difference. I want those that I am involved with and their energy, okay, collectively, uh-huh. With me to make a difference, not me, not my will. I understand it. It's not a. It's, I understand where you're coming from, brother. But you have to have that desire to make a difference, and to be in agreement with that divine law and the word, because everything the Creator created was good, good, and very good. If I put the energy of thought out there. I am putting something out there that I am concerned about. Maybe others aren't, but for those that acknowledge it and accept, hey, it will build, and maybe it will not build, but I do believe it will build. Me too. I agree with you on that. Brother, if you you speak... uh, What's laid on your heart as far as, I mean, the the knowledge and the truth that, you know, that the, that you've come to understand and know to be true, and you put it out there, you know, you might, you may see it right away and you may not, but it's yes. making a difference and it is raising their energy, even though, you know, we can't, you know what I'm saying? We don't notice it right away. But everybody and and everything makes an impression on people. Mm-hmm. Whether it be good or bad. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to have to make a choice. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like if they're hypothetically does the people that you're talking about, and you're explaining things to them and that, and they see your zeal and, uh, you know, that upliftedness and stuff like that there, I'm sure they may have questions to say, tell me more. I'll, you know, I'm getting excited. I want I want to know more, you know. that that That's raising their energy within them because it's causing them 
other, it's figuratively speaking, it's like a light bulb going off within them. Right. And they ask, and they ask you. That light bulb that is going on within them doesn't need me. Because light bulb, if they, it, it, I can respect the light bulb that is going on within them and their understanding. It doesn't have to be my will. No, 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 no. I know I'm not saying it's your will. But what I'm saying, but don't you want the same for all mankind as you want for yourself as far as the the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the Creator? No, absolutely not. Because I do not know. I haven't evolved to that place of understanding in the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. Well, how could you say that? You, you, you're telling me that you do not want the the for the the humanity itself to to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the divine Creator to where they come to the divine truth of what truly really is, not being in the paradigm of what the government's putting out there? No. Is that what you're telling me? I I have not evolved to what the Creator has in store for us as far as truth. Brother, oh my goodness. I hear hear what what you're saying. I hear what everybody's saying. But but don't don't, don't think don't, he's gonna quit growing and I don't think I will either. We're not gonna quit growing. We're always no, it's an eternal thing. Yeah, it gets better but and better. The very, the very scripture says that the creator's ways are higher than our ways. Mm-hmm. Thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Okay, if they are we have to come to that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And he says, whoever asks, he will give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding liberally, freely. Mm-hmm. He didn't say we have to wait 500 years to get it. Uh-uh. Uh, all I'm saying is I, I can only come from the place that I am and where I've grown and what I've seen in other people's lives but to actually know exactly what they went through to get there, I, I don't know that from my friends unless they tell me that. I can only come from my perspective and what's happened to me and the desire I have to know more of the Creator. That's why I've, I've seen things in the Spirit and I've <coughs> had, a, had out-of-body experiences and a lot of things because... I desire to know the true understanding, and I'm not saying anyone else is not desiring the same thing. Right. Uh, I'm just saying is from my perspective, I can only go by what's happened in my life and what I know to be a fact and true, because it worked. I've been there. I've been through it. I've seen it, and I can only come from a place of experience. We're all different. Yes, but we're the same. We're all different, but yet we're the same. We're all individualized uh, concepts, but yet we're all one, just as the Creator is one. Mm-hmm. Jim, Jim, 
Yes, you know, you said uh, from a place of experience. I've been to a place of experience. Oh, I I can't even count the thousands of times that I have been to a place of experience. And still I grow. And still I thirst. I thirst. I I I agree with you, brother. I I'm the same way. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't think we're ever going to get over that thirst to know more of the Creator, even though it's already all there. But we have to, uh, I guess. I mean, you know, like the Scripture says, we're we are immortal beings that we sing at the dawn of creation. Now, if we're not immortal, when before he put all this here for us, we were there. You know, Jim, I uh, I uh, respectfully disagree with you. I don't think as long as we are in a physical body that we are all there. I have seen death, held death in my hand many times and felt energy leave the bodies of those individuals. Brother, I have to. I used to own an ambulance company. That We we were the uh, EMS for San Antonio, and San Antonio had over, I don't know, 7, 8 million people in it. We were the EMS for them for years. And uh, believe me, I picked up every kind of accident and shotgun wound and everything else you could think of. Mm. I've seen death many times. But I I can only come from my perspective. And you talk about I I physically did die. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they flatlined me in the hospital. But yet I know, I know there's more to what uh, just being in this body. Because I heard my son telling the doctor, why did you flatline my dad? You killed my dad. And I heard my wife telling the, the nurse, to, calling for the nurse to come in there because of what the doctor did. And I was, I couldn't see anything. Everything was pitch black. But I heard everything. That's the consciousness that you're talking about. I don't think it's... So, I think I, believe me, I, I know. Think I think it's a revelation for you to gain and grow more in understanding. Brother, it is. It is that. What I'm saying, if, if it wasn't part of the Creator's will, we would not have a body. And like everybody says, well, i got to leave this body in order to get to wherever. I want to explain something to you. I can only come from my experience and from my relatives that I've seen happen more than once. And I even look in the scriptures and you go back to Isis and Orion and all all those all through the scriptures. And even the Messiah teacher said, though, though you were dead, yet shall you live because the soul can never die. Mm-hmm. But then you go down two or three more verses in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament, and it tells he's reiterating the difference. 
He says, and whosoever liveth or is alive shall never die. Now, if we weren't meant to be in this body and live age after age after age like like the Messiah teachers telling the people to give us age-lasting ability, it's not just in the spirit form. How are you going to see the power of God, uh, which God is invisible? Can you see an invisible thing? Jim, no, I you think can't. Jim, I you think can't. You had, Jim, I think you had that opportunity when you were flatlined and you saw, felt, and as you said before, experienced. That's what I want to hear about. What did you experience from there? What did you see and what impact did it have on your life? The only, when when that happens, like I said, I couldn't see nothing, but I heard everything. But I've had out-of-body experiences, too. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with what what then that I, it was Emmanuel, but people call him Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay? It was, and it was, it was uh, when I had the out-of-body experience, it was... And I went through, like they say, the, the what do you call it, the wormholes or the the tunnels. I, I, that all happened to me, and it was a fluorescent green tunnel. And that's also part of the chakra. You take the green, that's the heart chakra, because I was, believe me, I was truly sincere. And, he, and this is this is how I knew. Because it's when I was younger, but because I had a fear of hell and all this other stuff, and I had, and it bothered me a lot, and I asked for an understanding of it, and I had an out of body experience, and the Messiah teacher told me, he says, you can't come here now, because I knew I left my body, I saw my body laying down there as I rose up. It was pitch black till I got almost to the ceiling height. Then uh-huh. I could see everything. Uh-huh. And I saw my body laying down there. I still remember what I was wearing at that time. I mean, I could see it as plain as day. And then I went up higher. I went through, like I said, a, a, a wormhole or a tunnel, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> then I came out the other end, and the Messiah teacher was there, and uh, um, the Apostle Paul. And I I knew them. I knew who they were. But I seen them like I see people walking around here. Mm-hmm. And he told me, well, you can't come here now. Uh-huh. And at that time, I said, if I can't come here, there's only one other place. And that was hell, because I knew, I, I believed that I had died, but I, I really didn't. I just had a out-of-body experience. And immediately they said, no, that is not what we're talking about. You cannot come here now, because you, you have to grow and understand more. And it, it told me uh, that hell, there's no such place as hell. There's no such place as hell. 
That was very nice of them to tell you that, wasn't it? Yeah, and then I got rid of all that. All that fear went away. Yeah. <clears throat> I had an out-of-body experience. I left them went to a gathering of spirits, and they didn't look exactly like us, but they resembled us, and they were standing in a circle in this environment that resembled an earthly environment, and there was beautiful music playing, and candlelight was bouncing off of a mahogany grand very highbrow setting. I went into this place and I traveled through the room. I entered in a circle and uh, I was off to go to the party. And then I realized I don't know what these people are talking about. At all. You, you know what I honestly think happened? And I don't know this for a fact. Mm. I think once we leave this body, mm-hmm. and we go, uh, we, we leave the body, I think we go through a process and turn around and come right back. <laughs> well, that's what I did. I turned myself around real fast and stepped on the gas. And came back, and I went back the way I came, and I saw my house, and I really turned on the gas and got across the street and through the front door of my house and went up the steps and looked into my bedroom, and I was laying in the bed. Oh, that really scared me. Then I stepped on the gas more and did a somersault and landed back in my body. I said, no, no, I'm not ready to do all this. I said, I'm going back home. And that's what I did. The way that it happened to me, the way I went up, I came back in a similar manner, and I seen my body laying down at the very, I'm telling you, when I, I guess my, true spirit, when it touched the hair, just the hair on my body, I instantly woke up. And believe me, that that had scared me, because like I said, I was young, and I didn't really know what I know now. Yeah. I was young, too. But but what I'm saying is that there's more. We're going to, it says that we go onward and upward from glory to glory, or from understanding to understanding. If if we are immortal beings, just after whether you leave the er, the body or not, and what I'm saying, there it's going to go on from now on. There ain't going to be no end to it. God has always been, and He always will be, and you've always been, and you will always be, because the divine Creator. We are actually the creator having a an experience. Uh-huh. I agree. Which, uh, how are you going to see the glory of God if you're invisible? 
Hey, Jim. Yes. Okay. Uh, this book. Um, the the uh, I want to ask the, the brother that asked you the question if if you if he thinks that when he asks you how did the out of body experience have an impression on your life or how did it change you at the moment that it happened. Um, I, I was just inquisitive to know, did that answer any of his questions that he might have had about um, his feeling incomplete? Um, or, you know, when you, when you guys had that exchange um, about his purpose and what he where he is and your response. I just was wondering, what, what did he feel that, you answered uh, a question, or or did he feel complete in in your answer when he asked you about the out of the body? You know, when he, when he asked you how did that body, out of the body experience, change your life? Okay, who who asked me? What are you um, trying the, to? The, 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 the I believe that was me, Jim. Jim. Uh, yes. I do believe that was me. Okay. Uh, right. It changed my mind. It answered a lot of questions when it happened to me. It okay. answered a lot of questions that I had within myself. It yeah. showed me that the creator, the divine creator is absolute and he's real, no matter if we can see him or not. That it is, and there is a greater power beyond what we see. And there's no, there's no such thing as a devil. I know people are going to say, well, you can't say that because it says it in the Bible. No, the Catholic Church rewrote a lot of things. The 1611 Bible that everybody's using, they rewrote the scriptures. They took out over 30, there's over, I think, 3,500 mistranslations in the King James Version. They, they took a lot out. That's why it tells us to study to show ourselves approved, a workman rightly dividing the word. I mean, you can find it in just almost every religion in the world. You can find the truth. They all sound yes. quite different, but they're all saying the same thing. But, but, but they I understand what you're saying, Jim. Uh, and that, see, all of that, uh, 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 as I have evolved, too, because I believe what you believe and what you are speaking now, okay? Uh, but after Alexander and Constantine, there were many that came before. There was over 25 Jesus Christ before the Western civilization, Constantine Jesus Christ. That's what he stole the legacy from the, uh, from the ancients. But what well, I'm saying is... But, but what the I'm Jesus saying, Christ that you're talking about was a myth. It, yeah, his name wasn't it was Jesus. It was an allegory that was plagiarized from the ancients. Uh, I agree, because they had several messiahs through every generation. Yes. I, I know where you're coming from, brother. I'm not I'm not refuting that. Okay, but hey, no, that's what I was saying. But as far as the brother was concerned, is that I've had out-of-body experiences, yes, and I've asked those, sir. But you know something? When I've asked those, sir, I have never seen a building 
I see land, I see trees, I see the sky, I see the universe, and I'm still growing, okay? And I am, I, I am happy with it. I can't criticize it because I, in time, will grow even further. But as far as the near, I've been there. So I've had some near-death uh, experiences. I see my life flash before me. But my life that flashed before me, I also had to analyze because it was because what flashed, a lot of the things that flashed before me was what I was taught from a child that was wrong. I I can understand where you're coming from. But see, we are immortal beings. We've always been and we always will be just like the creator, and he tells us that. He tells us we're made in the very image and likeness of that creator. The image is the body, but the likeness is that divine spirit that always was and always will be. That, that's that's the true us. But and that's that why is, I was saying... There's, that is... is if that is the case, then I'm going to have to talk directly to the Creator because he really screwed up. Because my people have gone through so much hell. Why? It's the, it's because of their own making. The Creator don't make mistakes. If you go back in the scriptures that everybody says, and you said you were a minister, in the beginning, God said, Everything that he created was good, good, and very good. Then why in the hell is everything bad, bad, and very bad and gone to hell in a handbasket? It's okay. because man, it's because of mankind and his thinking and the going contrary to the true divine law that was forever settled from the beginning. He said he's the same yesterday, which is talking about the beginning, the same today, and he's going to be the same in the future. And he said he changes not. It's oh, what I think. We change the word, and we change the to conform to our ideas instead of the ideas of the divine Creator. We try to make it a literal, a literal thing when it's a spiritual thing. That's why the Creator said, "My words are spirit; they're mental; they're mind, and they are life." But we're trying okay. to say, no, God, your word is not mine. It's it's literal, because the preacher told me it was. Hell with those preachers. They're sending the, they're sending the people to the grave in a handbasket. But, Jim, you but, know what you just told me? What you told me is that all laws, statutes, okay, all legalese, it's a bunch of bullshit, okay? That's exactly what it is. Hey, 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 that man is so screwed up that maybe we need an, uh, uh, what do they call it, a, uh, something from outer space to come down and just blow this whole darn place up and start all over again. And the only thing that will uh, live, as they say, is cockroaches, and maybe they will evolve into a human kind of fish. The scripture says men must change before kingdoms can. You know, 
Everything but, God but, created was good, good, and very good, and he said it's forever settled. But my dear brother, my dear brother, let, let me ask but, you a question. But, let, okay. Before you, I don't mean to please forgive me. I don't this book, I don't mean to be rude. But you made you made what I hear is I hear a conversation of two different viewpoints, two different peoples from two different cultures, and that is that one would not love another an understanding concept. Now, if you are if your motif is Bible and is Christian. I'm not a Christian. So I am not a Christian. Or, but but your motif of presentation description. It is and 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 question and, and see now this brother over here, if his motif of presentation about the creator is aside from the scripture where he he don't even use he don't even have a, a point of reference of saying because of his experience with his people, okay, that he will look at the scripture and say, hey, this isn't my thing because as far as my people and my culture is, is concerned, I have a different spiritual motif. So I think that, that, that as we go on in dialogue, um, um, that we have to be understanding that, that the creator made different cultures, different peoples, for this very reason that one wouldn't be above another and we will be understanding that, you know, um, because I don't even know what brother can understand. Maybe he can understand. He's saying brother, like he's he's man, he, he was a minister. Well, but no, no, but what I'm saying is I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I understand him being a minister, but I heard him and maybe he can correct me if I'm wrong. I heard the brother was saying, look, no, no, no. It means you know, your reference point is, is the Bible and, and Christianity. He said he had to on what it was. So they come on. He usually on from 7 to 9. And now he's got the other guys on here, you know, Mark and all the others. Well, you know, I, I'm not I looking at can't hear. I can't, I can't hear. Can, 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 can you say that again? What I was, uh, are you talking to me or the other gentleman? No, I, I thought there was somebody else that said What I What I'm saying is that I'm coming from my own experiences. I cannot come from that brothers or you or anyone else. It's an individual affair with everyone and their walk with the divine creator, okay? I can only go by what the experiences in my life and what I know and what I've studied and found out to be true. Okay? And I'm not knocking anyone. All I'm just saying is he was talking about consciousness. How, and I told him, isn't it his desire that everybody grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to know the divine creator? Isn't that all of our desire? And he says, no. I said, how could that be if he's a minister? Now, I can only go by what he's telling me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And I know he's from a different culture. And I understand. I understand he's Afro American, but I am too. I'm well. I'm half. I mean, I've got Afro American in me too. So it's yeah. not got nothing to do with that or anything. It's just that I'm I'm endeavoring to understand by the questions he's asking me, and I can only come from my own experiences and what I know of the scriptures because I used I used to be a Pentecostal preacher myself. But I yeah. yes. I think I need to explain myself. Number one, I'm not a minister. Never wanted to be a minister. My grandfather was a minister who I definitely disliked because of the hypocrisy because I was I grew up on a farm, I watched animals and I watched nature. I watched creation. No, I have never been a minister. Okay, I have tolerated, okay, the system to survive within my culture, okay? But that part, that is it, okay? Well, I, I, I mean, in studied, our conversations in the past, uh, no, well, no, 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 I no. must have misunderstood you when you told me that you come from a long line of ministers, uh, no, and I, I took it as I, you I, were a minister. I, will, no, I you come know, from I a long right. line of people. I come from a long line of people that were involved because they were wannabes to be involved in the system. Okay, just like you want to be a sorority member or you want to be a mason. No, I have always rejected that because of my grandmother who I grew up with, okay, that died at the 90, died at 98 and said that the only true masons were from Africa and never joined because it's a hypocrisy. I have learned from my ancestors. No, I am further in life, in my understanding, my paradigm, not others. I don't wish any others other for them to become conscious. You don't want them to become conscious to know the Creator. I want them to become conscious to know their self. And their self would have to be within the realm of creation, the creator. Not, I am. not a Jesus Christ or any other created Constantine God. I don't believe in Jesus Christ that way. I did it one time when I was a minister, but it tells us in the scriptures to study to show ourselves approved, a workman rightly dividing the word. Here a little, there a little, everywhere the word. You, I mean, it, the truth is all over this world. We just have But to, I don't believe in it. I, I no longer believe in any of the scriptures. Show me one place. Where was Abraham buried? Where was Moses buried? Name me any disciples in the Bible that were buried, where archaeologists have some semblance, okay, of fact where they were buried. It's an allegory. So you're saying the whole Bible is an allegory, is what you're saying? I'm saying that most of it that I have, that 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 I see as of now, it's an illusion. Okay, but you, I mean, it talks about Alexander the Great, right? Alexander the Great was Alexander the Greek. Okay, he wasn't the Great. 
And when he was about to die, okay, that was when he divided his empire. And that's why we have this bullshit today as the Queen of England, the Queen of France, and all these other people out there, okay? It was a division of his wealth because he knew death was soon coming. I I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, everybody thinks he's buried over in uh, Macedonia and places like that when he wasn't. He's buried right here in the United States. Has anybody found that site? Yes. In Burroughs Cave. Right there and also some of the Ptolemies. Email that to me and I will definitely research it and check it out. Because I have to go to the facts. I well, just, you can even go go on go on the internet. Type in uh, Alexander the, the Great in Burroughs Cave. The internet and Wikipedia is so full of shit. It's got so many holes in it that if you want to go to the facts, okay, and research and go into the ancients, okay, uh, it, it just doesn't exist. Okay, yes, Socrates, Socrates, Plato, Nietzsche, all of those guys, they stole from the ancients. Tesla, he stole from the ancients. So why? Because somebody wrote this, it's documented and set in somebody's library of Congress, whether it's France, England, Holland, Spain, or Italy, or whatever, should I believe it when I can find facts that, hey, question, okay? Well, brother, I think you need to do a little bit more study, and that's all I can say, because there is a lot more information than you've come across. Okay. I did my I've did my own studies, not only myself, White Wolf, and other people, too. And, and White Wolf knows. White Wolf knows, okay? That's one I thing that I He knows. Okay? Well, I know but White Wolf. Be, I've known him for we, pretty we smart be, years. We must be politically correct to survive in this corporation. Well, I can't answer for you. All I can do is uh, I can only come from my place of understanding. You know, I, I listen to what you're I respect you, brother, for that. I definitely do. I respect you for that. Okay? So, so brother, you saying that you have, that, that you, you, don't, you don't look at the, the let's say, the Bible uh, metaphorically, uh, an allegory. Yes, we do. Look at it. Yes, but but do you view the Bible as like the, the people or the names that were mentioned in the Bible? Everything in the Bible, the events in the Bible, everything happened matter of factly, and they were no. like, like like they were they were they were like the different names from that they mentioned in the Bible. Uh, from from the from the from the prophets or whoever whomever these men and women exist in in human form. Yeah, because yes. there are. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I was metaphorically. Okay. Yeah, the the whole Bible is not a metaphorical story. Okay. It is okay. presented in a story with a hidden meaning. You know. 
of of facts and things. If you go back to Genesis, it's telling you how to take care of your body, how to keep it holy and everything else, and uh, parasitic free. In other words, well, you can have age-lasting ability. But how many people know that? Fifty million years ago, Lucy, who was carbon copied according to the Western civilization, lived. She was a healthy specimen. Okay. Well, if you take a wait, wait, wait. If you take a look at the Bible, Jesus Christ is no more than twenty-five. We'll give him a little credit. Twenty, say thirty thousand years old. Fifty thousand. 3,000. When we take a look at some of the other cultures, the Hindu, the Buddhist, yep. the Mayans, all of those cultures are much older. Thomas didn't come here and discover America. Black people I know we were did. here. Indians were here. The Incas were here. Everybody was here. But because somebody claimed, came insane and changed the calendar to say that this is our dynasty, and this is the way it is. Hey, come on now. Let's not play games for a thinking conscious man. Well, let me ask you a question. How do you think, or what do you think, uh, since you don't think the the Bible is whatever, what is your view on that? How, how, how man got here, not only through his ancestors, but hell with the ancestors. We're, we're not talking about that. We want. I want to know how. Uh, if you're saying certain people, and I, I know I don't take the Bible literally. It's a story with a hidden meaning. But some of those people that are in that book were real people. Now I'm not saying every one of them were because. You can tell that it's not. But which ones of them were real and which ones weren't real so we can have clarity on that? Number one. Since you asked the question, you tell me. No, no, no. I was just, no, you you said that some of the people, some of the individuals were real and some of them weren't weren't real. And and I I was just trying to get an understanding of which ones and was there was there a reasoning behind? Um, here's my question: to You, what do you think the reasoning was behind coming up with the names? Now I have my theory, and and I tell you, my theory is, and I could be wrong, and and that's why you know I'm on this forum to to have clarity because I don't present myself as you know knowing everything, but. Well, I don't either. I, I, I didn't chat. Where no, you no, come no, up no, no, I don't no, I didn't think clear I didn't that think I know any everything. I'm not saying no, 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 no. I'm just saying it and presenting myself in humility. I'm not throwing darts at you or the other brother that's talking. But I think that um um that 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 there's merit um and what the brother is saying about uh previous cultures um uh, before the biblical cultures. And I think that that with that brother, what he has to be sensitive about is that each culture had motifs to present their relationship as a culture to the Creator, and I think that the Bible is one of the pre- one of the presentations of 
uh, of a people. And however, it was even though we see the motif in other cultures and other ancient cultures, and that's true. The the, the, the motif of uh, of the savior, uh, the virgin, you know, all the different things. You know, that's a motif that's been around for a while. But what I'm saying is that I can respect your viewpoint to say, hey, um, um, I can quote the scripture because the scripture has given me life, the understanding of things. And I didn't say that you that you were Christian. I didn't say that you were um, a quote-unquote uh, a church-going person, but the motif and the teaching um, have been – have been an elevation for you and your growth spiritually. You know what I mean? And just like maybe the brother is saying that when he studied ancient cultures, that motif uplifted him and, you know, he sees a controversy with it. That's all I'm trying to. I'm trying to. to, to no, to I understand. The why are people going to. Huh? Excuse me? Why are people. I mean, I understand we all come from a certain culture, but uh, and that's part of us. But our main focus should be on the divine Creator that is within us. Absolutely, but, and, 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 and and to add to that, and I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to overstep you. But if you're not, if, brother, an ancient, if an ancient culture, okay, just like you're talking about the the story of Genesis, the seven day or eight day creation story, well. It, some some people might need to believe that that was a true event where where there's other people that can point to the fact that that story is a plagiarism from many different cultures, ancient cultures. Now, I don't have a problem with you or any brother or sister that says, "Hey, this is this is this this teaching or this foundation or or the scripture or the Bible." You know what I mean? That has that has taken me and elevated my spirit, because that's the bottom line, because we're here as souls, and we're here to elevate. You know what yes. I'm saying? That's well, the bottom I understand. line. We're here to elevate. But if you have an out-of-body experience, okay, I'm, yeah. if you go on YouTube, if anybody go on YouTube, you have Muslims on there, and they'll talk about their out-of-body experience. You'll have Hindus on there, and they'll talk about their out-of-body experience. You'll have people from the Christian motif, and they'll talk about their out-of-body experience. Which yeah. one do we say is right? Which one do we say is wrong? The bottom line, I think, and maybe you brothers can correct me, is that if that out-of-body experience can take me to a different height where I can have a closer relationship with the Creator and lift my spirit, yes. lift my soul, and the learning experience... And, and just 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 to say, well, I, I left my body, and I saw some trees, and I saw that's fine. You understand what I'm saying? Well, but, yeah, but I didn't I, see no trees. I saw the one that the people are calling Jesus, but his name wasn't Jesus, according to the the ancient text. It was Emmanuel, or what they would say, right. Yeshua. Absolutely. Okay. And, and and to you, and to you, I, I accept that. And, and and I bet you through the years, because I, I I heard you say that how it has had an impact on your life. That's fine, but uh, uh, like this, but this other brother, maybe he can correct me if he thinks I'm wrong. He's saying, hey, to me that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's not saying I, that you bullshit. He's just saying that the motif that you presented with, he's had a problem with it in it personally. Am I right or wrong, uh, sir? Because I don't know. You know. Yeah. So I, 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 
I, I agree with you because I I um I I've looked at a lot of people and uh, did some uh, I can't say research but looked at some uh, on the web of people that say they had out of body experiences and uh, the majority of them had out of body experiences according to the experiences that they had after birth in their belief system. But, brother, we're spiritual beings. The true us, we are, in reality, we are beings of light in a coat of skin. I agree. Greetings. Hello? I was wondering if I could join the conversation. This is... This is Donaldson. Yes, I think we're having a good conversation. Yes, go ahead. Well, I think that mysticism and the you know the attachment to how mystical the mystical nature of spirituality I think that blinds a lot of people from seeing yes. the true value and what it really means to be spiritually and you know minded and to live a spiritual life. You know, it's mysticism that we to, I think, steer away from, um, because a lot of this uh, spirituality is nothing more than looking at life extremely, very practically. No, 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 no. There's more uh, to life than uh, It's not mysticism, believe me. The divine creator is real, okay? And the experiences that people have, I can't, I cannot go by what... Uh, Okay, they, I never challenged that. I never said the divine creator wasn't real. So yeah, I think I think first of all, when you said no in the, to start off, were you disagreeing with me? Because I never actually. All I said was that, you know, you're talking about there's, mysticism. There's, there's, there's this about air of mysticism that is really kind of apprehending ordinary men and women from being able to comprehend the true, you know, what it, you know, true spirituality is. Well, I understand. What did you? I know what true spirituality is. Can you? I presume. I presume you do. I mean, just I'm not going to presume wait, wait, that any less. Wait, 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 wait. I think we have to get to the uh, concept that everybody lives within their spirit, within their paradigm, as far as spirituality is concerned. When we get a common denominator of many. Then the energy grows in thought and we manifest. Well, there's a, to, to me, there's only one truth, and okay. that was set forth. That was set forth in the beginning. I cannot change it. You can't change it. None of us can change it because he said it's forever. Set. It's forever put forth that way. He says, you know, it's gone out. And it will not come back void. It's going out to do exactly what the Creator sent out to do. Now, we yeah. get in line with it and uh, understand okay. and conform to the true nature and law of the Creator, or we're going against it. There's no, uh, it's either or. What is the beginning? What is the beginning? Tell me. What is the beginning? Is it? Yes. <laughs> what is the oh, beginning? You said what is the beginning? Are you sure yes, about that? Jim, Jim, you said what 
You said in the beginning. What is the beginning? Well, in the beginning when you were put in this body and you came forth from your mother, that was a, the beginning for you in this paradigm. Even though the, the, the real you, like I said, we are beings of light in a coat of skin, and we are immortal beings just as the Creator is because we were made in the very image and likeness of that Creator. The likeness is the divine spiritual self, and the image is the body that we're dwelling in, the temple. Great. Jim, can I share something with you? In the beginning, in, the beginning, in my culture, okay, the first thing that came out of my mother, in fact, I don't have a birthday. My mother had a birthday. She gave birth to me. The first thing that the doctor did to me was slap me on the butt. He put pain in me, okay? He put a little anger because there was resentment because of the pain that he slapped on me. And then uh, they had my parents sign a birth certificate, okay? A birth certificate that said, that I was the ward of the state until I was 18 years of age. I'm talking about this corporation of the United States of America. Okay? Yeah, but while we're getting into that, when we're talking now, about... Was, I want to give you some background so you can have some understanding. Because well, believe me, I already know about that. We don't need to rehash all that, uh, Rocco. No, but no, but not only me, others did. So we were program, program, program. So now I have gone through a process of deprogramming from the corporate uh, programming of me. So there is understanding. And in that, that understanding, I, I've gone into what they call his story and went beyond his story and tried to research the ancients of many cultures. Yeah, yeah but whose who story? Because... You know, the Dupe Conqueror always rewrites his story, which is what we call history. We call a lie. In my paradigm, it's a lie. Well, can I say something? Yeah. Go ahead. It's, it has to do with there being one life, and I think that is something that we can all agree with, even though we may have different interpretations. But wouldn't you all agree that there's only one life? Sure. And, and that is I, say that, I say that because um, when the body, mind, and soul merge into this experience, uh, it's, a con- it's a continuum. And this is a constant state of existence for this, um, you know, consequence, which happens to be the result of desire. It's, it's, it, in, a, in a way, a lot of the, yeah, I, I can see the allegory, you know, aspect of the gent- one of the gentlemen's, uh, side of that the debate, but at the same time, I think um, maybe there's some history there too. I don't know. I don't have information, but I do believe that there's only one life because I have real information on that. Uh, and and the, the proof of that is that just a real investigation of the things around me, you know, people beginning to look kind of sincerely, you know, but absolutely taking away the mysticism 
between the separation of myself and this life. Because a lot of people believe that when they die one day, they're going to be, you know, going on to another life somewhere else beyond. And I think that's the mystical aspect that I'm referring to, you know. No, now, we no, no, be... no, no. Let me explain something to you. So, okay, go ahead. I, I just, no, because, I mean, I've, I, I've died and came back. Okay. And, and believe me, there... Uh, there's a, well, you can call it a hereafter or whatever you want to, but after you check out of this body, the real you does not die. Okay. I mean, they flatlined me in the hospital and everything else. And believe me, I heard everything that was going on. But to I them, I was dead. I'm with you on that. I totally agree that the real you can never die. Well, that's true. I Unless mean, your name is Donald Sons. And you come on and say, nigger, 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 nigger. No, 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 that wasn't him. Oh, was it somebody else? It was somebody else. It wasn't this guy. Oh, okay. I apologize. Hey, you must be... That is... He repeated the past, though, just now. That's interesting. Uh, You know, like, even if it wasn't me, you just repeated it. Wow. Okay. I don't apologize. You're hilarious. So, uh, no, no, I, I would never do that. I, honestly, I am a racist, but I'm only a good racist, meaning I love all the diversity. And I'm a racist in the sense that I support all the, all the different races existing simultaneously, just like the cosmic bodies do, uh, and ultimately in peace and harmony. Okay. With the occasional conflict. Right. Okay, well, Kim, Kim, I enjoy the conversation. Let's move the conversation on. It's getting good. Yeah, just good. Right. I think that this, 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 uh, this, this brother made a point, and I, and I wanted to hear him continue on because um, he, was, he was talking about, even though he was talking about the birth certificate and all of that, I think he was making a point about how um, how we've all been kind of like from, from birth, we've been conditioned to think and act a certain way. And I was going to ask him as he goes forward, do you, have you disconnected yourself from any religious motifs because you believe the religious motif is a way in which the powers that want to be try to control the masses and thoughts? Yes, I have. I disconnected myself. And I was with uh, one of the most progressive churches um, in the world, the United Church of Christ, uh, and trying to make change, trying to. And I was uh, up there. I've been at the highest meetings and what have you, and input. And I saw the prostitution. Because anyone that is a 501c3 is still being controlled by the government. Yes. I agree with that. They, they, you cannot have a church in anywhere in the United States unless it's unless it's deemed okay by the state and the government. And that's well, you why can they have can have five hundred one. You can have one C eight. Okay, that is not where you have control. <laughs> but the majority of all of the churches is a five hundred one C three. I know what I would do if someone came at me saying that I couldn't have a church unless I was authorized by the state. I would basically ask 
for the person that was going to make that claim to step forward. And since no one would step forward... Well, believe me, it, Uncle Sam will step forward because they will not let you have it unless you conform to their doctrine that they put forth that's uh, well, uh, governed by them. Whether, Who's going to step forward that's going to take liability if they're wrong? There is no, my brother. If, I understand if they're wrong, we cannot escape liabilities and punishments of the divine law if we go against it. Jim, can I say something? No, one, my brother. I think what we have to understand that we have, that we have a Supreme Court. Okay, and the Supreme Court is in Washington D.C. Okay. That is an Admiralty Supreme Court. The original Supreme Court was in Philadelphia. Well, I know that. I mean, you all know that. Wait a minute. Now, I understand you know that. I'm trying to put something out there. Oh, sorry. That court does not (laughs) have any authority. So you can talk about law, and you can talk about legalese, and you can talk about Admiralty. But we're under admiralty. You're aboard a ship out on sea. They are calling all the shots. Maybe every then they'll let you win one or two. But hey, admiralty, the captain of the ship is in control. I'll give you a quick a quick tip since you mentioned it, okay? Federal federal courts only have jurisdiction if there's a federal question in the uh in the original uh uh claim. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, if if it's uh, if it's already decided by the Supreme Court of the state, the highest court of of the state, then which is basically another outfit under the administrative office of the U.S. court, so it's all under Washington D.C. But sure. anyhow, uh, the yeah, so still no the no federal jurisdiction will be incurred, uh, you know, uh, kicked in if there's no federal question raised. Well, I think right now what you're going to see is that. The federal uh, question is going to be diluted. You're going to have the UN decision. It's already that way. It, it is already that way, and every police officer in the United States is federalized. Mm-hmm. That's true. They have American flags on the back of their cars. That is correct. Oh yeah, I use I one one time. No longer. I used to work for them. I know. Uh, I no longer do, and uh, never want to again. But it's not a coincidence that they fly the uh, military flag on their car. And out here in San Francisco, the cops have a patch that says "Oro and Paz" and "Fierro and Guero," which means "Gold and Peace, Iron and War." And so every time that they have, you know, put any type of handcuffs on an individual for a some sort of municipal violation, right? Whether consenting or not that was basically going to war with the United States. So technically, if there was a legitimate government, it would be treason. But since we all know that this was illegally established, then it's, hard to, it's hardly treason, isn't it? And if you go to any church, you'll see the gold epaulet on the American flag standing on the church. Say that again? You'll see the gold what? church you'll see the American flag with the gold epaulet hanging on the flag. Oh, I see. 
Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, state flags are higher. I mean, sorry, lower on the on the flagpoles on most business offices, buildings in in the financial district in San Francisco. If you walk around and take a tour, I was thinking of starting a tour out here actually for tourists and taking them around to all the the big buildings and showing them the flags. It's a flag tour. <laughs> We're just going to go and look at all the flags on the buildings and uh, notice how the flags are higher and lower and and just see if I'm right. But it's true, really, that the U.S. flag is, is basically put up higher than all than all the state flags. Um, if, you, if you do that, make sure you've got a bulletproof vest on. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, especially in this. This is definitely Admiralty territory. It's, I mean, right by the water. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, our, even the Constitution calls for admiralty, though. See, Article 1, Clause 8, sec, uh, like Section 8, Clause 17. Yeah, but everybody talks about the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't have to do with us. It oh, it doesn't have to do with admiralty. Damn, damn the Constitution. Damn the Constitution. Yeah, you, you can damn it all you want to, but the fact is, it does. they are using it. They are, but you see, wait a minute. We don't. We don't want to rise, and we don't want to wake the big bad, the big bad wolf. Because um, um, I heard a, uh, what drew me to this. I heard the brother uh, uh, on a call last eight, uh, August the sixteenth. Okay, uh, white wolf, and he said he was talking about how we create in our mind. You know what I mean? See, this is part to me. All this thing about. Uh, this legalese is all part of the, the, the powers that want to be trying to put through years and years of conditioning and brainwashing, trying to show us what their reality is, okay? Because um, I have found that there's a lot of individuals, when they just stand as a man or woman, um, given life from the creator, they have gotten children back. They have defeated the IRS and all of that without without this whole big bad wolf legalese mess. And you know, I, I don't want to go down that direction because I was really enjoying the conversation. But I mean, you know, they you know they they're gonna use what they're gonna use, and they only have they only have power over us, like I heard that right. last week. They only have power over us if we give if we give it over to them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Damn them. Well, that goes for anyone. That goes for anyone. You know, when you say them, no, no, that could be specifically, anyone. Specifically the legalese society, because a few men, a few men, because of the conditioning and the brainwashing, because we're getting on this thing right now about this code is damn the code in the statute. And what I mean by that is, and I'm not a fool. No, no. What I mean by that is, I agree with you. Agree with I am. I, 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 number one, all legalese is private. Is private copyrighted, copywritten material. And if you try to interpret it, the first thing they'll tell you is you're not a lawyer. To interpret their legalese. That's so true. The only, the only thing that I stand on, or I've seen other people, not me, what I've learned from other people that have used it, the whole concept is standing and dealing with them and bringing them out of that veil. We're going to deal man to man and woman to woman. Okay, can, can I interject here? 
And let me say this real quick. This is important. Listen, what did they teach you in elementary school? How to read, right? You can speak English. They taught you the grammar, right? All the different, like, prepositions. So you don't need to be a lawyer to speak correct sentence structure in English. And if you just, if you go back and revisit some of that stuff, you can plainly see that they are manipulating the laws of even the grammar in the sentences. Yes. So, you know what, if the, you don't have to be a lawyer to defeat these people. No, and, what, is the limitation, what is the limitation on fraud? But no, no, that's not, that's there not the point. What's your point? Make your point. Make your point, okay, though, so we can get point, it. Yeah. The, the point that I'm making is that the legalese, the language of legalese is not my language as a man from the creator. I'm not going to try to fight them and learn this code and learn this statute and learn this procedure because I'm standing on a man, I'm standing as a man from the creator. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know a damn thing about your legal leave. In fact, let me tell you something. Since I don't, since I don't have a right to interpret your legal leave, then I have a choice to volunteer to be involved with your bullshit. Excuse my language right. if I'm offended anymore. Yeah, that's, so that's true. But the we moment I go in and I start quoting legal leaves and trying to talk like I know legal. I don't want to know legalese. Legalese mm -hmm. has done nothing to any of us on this phone call but put shackles on our mind and shackles on our body. That's all legalese has ever done. That's it's all fraudulent. It's, it's fraudulent. And there's it's no limitation. Absolutely. That's so, so, so we can get them. We can get them from being fraudulent because they did not explain to our mothers when we came out of our mothers' bodies. They should have told our mothers and our fathers, look, here's what we're going to do. We want your baby. Well, how are you going to get it? But you guys, the words that they use, right? Are you, are you focusing on the one word? Are you, there's this little thing called nocitor associus. It's a Latin phrase, nocitor associus. And it means... We're not Latin. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Hear me out, please, because this is important. They are using the statutory rule of construction. Okay. And it doesn't has nothing to. I mean, if you see how one word plays on the other word, right? Then you can use that to your advantage, even in their system. It see the use, use of your intellect in their system is is the golden rule. It's like to to me, if you're not able to see the game and play it, then that, right. that's basically self defeating in their world. Right. Well, well, so let me let me ask you a question. What what is your cultural background? Uh, would you I could say that again. What, let me ask you a question. I'm not trying to be facetious. What is your cultural background? Your, your cultural background. background. From your family. Your family. Your family. Where you your from? cultural background. Your I kind of, I was, my culture is foster homes. I'm a ward of the court of a state. Okay, I'm basically now, the product okay. of the Jew system. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Now, let's just say that um, I grew up in a, in a Mexican culture, okay, in a Mexican culture, all right? When I'm interfacing with these people, even the foundation of this society is understanding what is common to a man and a woman in their culture. They respect that. But, but... They have taken, when they created this legalese society 
I don't know whether it was before or after the bankruptcy when, when they when they created the state of, the county of, because that all that was created, I believe, after they did their little thing. When the when when, when the legally when these when these lawyers attempted to just take over everything and federalize it into their world. But fundamentally this this country, this country still respects and honors if if a man or woman stands on what you call common law or what is common to me and my culture as a man and a woman. And and to what degree, I think it depends on the individual as we learn and as we study, because I'm not coming on here like an authority, but but when I when anytime I hear legalese, I just want to make sure that, 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 that those of us that are speaking legalese, uh, that we are all clear that that's their thing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's good to know that that's your thing. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Well, but, but, okay. But I don't agree. tell you the level, the level with the grammar. You're right, though. Legalese is their thing. I totally agree that that's that society. But the grammar is kind of even beyond that. It, it defeats legalese. Legalese is, uh, extends out to a single word or, fra- or phrase, right? Like subject to, take subject to. That's legalese, take subject to, right? So, so if you say, but the word to, right, subject to, now that's, that's actually the statutory rule of construction coming in and interrupting what legalese is trying to do. You see, legalese tries to use the prepositions and the, and the adverbs and the adjectives in the wrong way. But correct sentence structure under certain statutory rules of construction, it's there. They create a remedy for men. They do it. They do it intentionally for their own. And I say they, talking the I'm talking that's about the elite. That's, that's, hey, kind of why, that's kind of why uh, Clinton, when that reporter asked him, he says, is, is, is. Or is 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 it your interpretation or mine? Because yeah. they're two different interpretations. Uh, they interpret uh, things different than we do. Jim, I'd like to add something. Uh, I think that I have to agree with the brother as far as going through the common law as far as what legal ease is. But I think you've got to go back to the etymology of the English language. The English language, if you look at the dictionary, any dictionary, uh you will find out that words were created for the system to keep people into a slave mentality. Check it out. Don't don't take my word for it. They were created. It's a language that's not based on culture, but based on control and fear of the people. I believe that. I mean, I can actually see resonate with that. That What you just said hit the soul of my core. At 1,000 1, million hundred. <laughs> when you think about, uh, I mean, <laughs> isn't legalese just, I mean, like Babylon where they they take the grammar and all this and the, these laws and they, they jumble them up. They have one interpretation and we have another to cause confusion. No, I think that uh, legalese came after Babylon. It came after the Western civilization and the occupation uh, and um, when all of those um, uh, groups came up to Europe and um, there was uh, 
dissent and rebellion. And no, I I understand that, but what I'm saying through their grammar and the the other things, they're they in their system they're looking at it from their viewpoint and they're putting it out there to where we uh interpret a different way. It, it, our our understanding and their understanding is kinda on two different sides. I think I he's saying there's so. also no need for words, really. I mean, if you think about real communication, animals don't use words. And so when you think about what words were created for, I mean, that's a pretty deep subject matter, what the gentleman just mentioned. Yes. If you take a look at the New Testament, King James, Sir Francis Bacon, or Shakespeare, or whatever the hell they called him, whoever it was, and the 70 other people that wrote the Bible, the the New Testament that was to control and enslave the masses for control. Yes, that's that's correct. I agree. Yeah, but we're a different animal, though. I mean, and every animal has their own form of communication. So I think I think like birds are chirping and they're making their sound, and you know, gorillas are in the forest doing their sound. You know, whatever that might be. But and then you know, then there's the human being making its sound, of course, right? And it's just yeah, like chattering. The only difference is we have an understanding. They don't. They're going by instinct, where we can reason things out. They don't. Hey, my brother. Yeah. Uh, yes. Before Jim, uh, let me ask you a question because uh, uh, I, love the, I love the species, the crickets, the ants, the bugs, the squirrels, the coons, everything. What is it that if a predator, say, and I can't even call him a predator, okay, forgive me, but if a bird comes into a territory and it's hostile, he will communicate and tell other birds not to come in there. If a snake comes into a territory that's hostile, he will not come into that territory. Other species, what is wrong with man? Free will. Yeah, we're fucked up, aren't we? Hmm. We're made in so, the- so you're saying that man goes into territory where even it knows it should not go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think well, that that is necessarily a bad thing. I, it's hard to judge that, right, guys? Don't you think it's like to judge that one too quickly would be almost to put a, a finger on your own energy? No, I don't think so. Because I think the animals in the creation that are beginning to rebel against man all over uh, Earth, creatures are becoming more aggressive. Against man. Yes, but the reason that is is because the uh, well, let me just say, the, haven't you ever seen like in Japan when they had that tsunami? Uh, before man knew it, because uh, the animals knew it before man ever had any idea there was a tsunami coming. They were trying to head for the hills. They're in tune with the earth, mother nature, and stuff to where they pick up on that heightened frequency to where they knew something wasn't right, it was out of the norm. Where man, you know, because of all the programming he's had and everything else, and they're not in tune with themselves or the Creator or Mother Earth anymore. 
They're just going along, doing their thing and their will the way they want to. I think it's that the animals are realize that man is threatening their survival. Well, I think it's more that got to do with that planet that's coming in. Is what I think, and because if you look, they're uh, m- what you would call miscegenating or uh, quite frequently having uh, multiplying in animals and stuff like that. They're giving birth. It seems like every two or three months. I know it's longer than that, but I'm just saying they're having more at a time because it's survival of the fittest. I don't have a problem with that, considering man. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is they're in in tune with Mother Nature. They're going by instinct and nature itself, where man gets off in every wind of doctrine here, there, and everywhere, and he don't know where he's going anymore. He don't know which ends up and which ends down sometimes. Okay. I mean, we're caught up in so many different things, you know. We're, even not, the caught up. we're not caught up. We're not. I don't think we are caught up. I think that many are caught up, but there are many that are conscious and see. That's right. And they have to keep. See, the window of their opportunity to take over the whole world is closed. Well, that, I mean, that's foretold thousands of years ago. Their time is coming to an end. It's over. Everybody was, no. They created no. the Internet so that they could control us, control well, people, but it worked against them. It backfired. Let me ask you a question. When this planet rolls in, which it's supposed to roll in anywhere from the now to uh, the March of next year. And this thing is about seven times bigger than our Earth, which people ain't used to seeing something like that in our solar system. What, what do you think is going to happen? I welcome it. If it, comes, if it comes, I welcome it. I will communicate communicate with them because they may be my savior. If it's not made by a man, I'm all for it. Well, it's not made by a man. It's made by the divine creator that created all things. And all I'm saying is... The program. Which I understand, but what I'm saying is... Mm -hmm. That thing's coming, and it's going to do some damage. Not everybody's going to be taken out, but there's going to be quite a few taken out. Well, I don't know exactly. It says one-third of humanity is going to go down. However, when that day comes, I'm expecting wings to come out of my back. I'm going to fly. A what? I said, I'm going to grow wings and fly <laughs> like the uh-huh. birds. And I'm going to oh. have a different frequency. And I'm going to communicate with everybody who's on that frequency. If it ain't no, I, handmade, I'm with the program. Well, I think, um, you know, as far as 
mankind, I think we need to attune ourselves to the not only the frequency of nature and Mother Earth, but we are, we need to be in tune with the divine spirit within us to uh-huh. where when these things come that, you know, we have an understanding and, and know that these things are not going to come near us or harm us. Right. Because it says a thousand will fall at your right hand and ten thousand at your left, but only with your eye shall you see it, for it shall not come near you or your dwelling. Uh, Jim, Jim, what if the thousand at your right hand and ten thousand at your left are going on to a greater place than those that are left behind? Right on with the light on. Uh, no, I don't believe that. And even the one that they're okay. calling the Messiah, even the one that they're calling the Messiah teacher. Okay, that's man, written by man. Right. Well, of course it's written by man, but you don't think it's inspired by the divine Creator? No. No. Fear and control. Well, you can say that, but I, I I believe differently because I've heard the voice of the divine creator. When I say that, I, I heard it in my mind, but I heard it in an audible voice. And when the divine creator calls you his son, and believe me, no one had to tell me it wasn't that it was the creator. I knew it was because I instantly started crying and fell to my knees in a split second. But did you feel it in your spirit? Oh, believe me. I, I in your astral. In your I had my eyes closed, and the in, with inside of my head, my mind, it lit up like a brilliant gold color. And I heard the voice of the Creator speak to me. You, you might think it's not there or whatever, but sure is there's that we're here on this earth right now. It happened. That's not me. I'm uh, just. Uh, that's not me. I'm Donaldson. That's not me. No, that's true. That's true. It is not. It ain't me. Somebody. Uh... You know. I mean. I can't. Uh, you know. I'm only coming from my place of what happened in my life and what's going on with me and what I've come to know and understand to be a fact. Now, everybody has different experiences. I've gotten to know you and I understand where you're coming from, okay? And I respect you. I do too. I hear you saying all these things, but... and, And... you know, it, it just it's just a little uh, bothersome sometimes because one minute you're, you you say these things and now tonight you're saying all these different things and it just, I'm just trying to get a grip on where you're I'm coming not, from. I'm not vacillating. I am who I am. Okay. I understand that. And uh, I have to say what I feel within my paradigm, not your paradigm, 
or anybody else's paradigm because there's so many billions of people that have transcended before me. But I can I only say what I feel at this time and this moment, and I will evolve. I I hope so. Uh, that's what we're all endeavoring to do, hopefully. That's I mean, what, one person knows it all. I mean, it says, you know, come let us reason together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that we may grow thereby. I mean, that's no one person has it there. all. Let's not, let's not go there because that's condescending to me, okay? What do you Please. mean? Uh, <laughs> I've heard that so many times uh, that um, I, I, I just can't accept it anymore. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's you. I mean, you have to come from your place of understanding. I, I don't know what to tell you there. Why do you think it's I'm going to be on that for understanding. Why do you think it's uh if you've gone beyond that from understanding, why don't you enlighten us? <laughs> because there are other people on this call that are very enlightened and enlightening to me as well, and I'm growing by people even asking questions. But yeah, I have make a question. Sense. Why do you why do you think it's condescending that he said it uh, when when he's trying to reach a point of uh, uh, compromise? When the when the brother's trying to this brother, what's his name, Jim, trying to reach a point of compromise? Why do you think that's condescending, brother? Because I've heard it from him many, 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 many times. He knows me. It's, it's been about four or five years. He knows yeah. me, and I know him, and I respect him. But you've said things, and I've got every call that we've had here, and you say you you said so many different things in one way, and now tonight it's like a almost a total reversal. I'm no, just trying to understand your, where you're coming from. That's all. I mean, you're okay, going to be who you are, regardless Jim, of what I think. Jim, I think that's your interpretation, okay, from you and your culture, okay. Well, you keep bringing up culture and everything. You know, I understand this and that, and uh, but you keep talking about culture and this and that because uh, I'm half white and half Afro American, and I mean I can understand both sides. Okay. And they don't act. You, 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 you always bring that up and bring some kind of about race. It ain't got no, nothing no, to do no. with race. It's we're no, all no, God's no. children. No, 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 no. I have I have a, a Korean wife. I understand that. I, I know. I'm that. not racist in one fiber of my being. I understand. I'm not that. saying you saying I am. You have to understand that I am not. Brother, that. I understand. Believe me, I, I I've been at this for over thirty, uh, almost fifty years. Jim, I'm not African-American. I think it's the point that you guys have to understand. I am a living spirit of the creator. Man gave all these definitions of what is white, black, color, and all all of that. And uh, energy, Tesla, okay, Einstein, all of that stuff. I am a creature of the creator. Yes. 
Forget all the labels that society, earth, and man has placed on me. Okay? Okay, I can do that for you. African Americans. They named us after a freaking continent. You guys came from a certain country. They just bypassed our countries altogether. It's like, you black people, you Africans, you don't deserve to be called. Africa is a beautiful name. A country. Africa is a beautiful name for a country. It's not a country. It's a continent. Country, continent, whatever it is, it's can't. It, it's 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 where you. It's the land of an original people. It's awesome. It's but, beautiful. But it's the land of the beginning. Fantastic. I'm not debating anything here. I'm just I'm just agreeing yeah, with everything. You know. I know you're not. I know you're yeah. not. <laughs> well, look, yeah. look at America. Look at the name America, right? Look at the America. name America. America. Uh, that was given. Uh, it, it actually originated from uh, Africa. America Vespucci. What? America Vespucci. Right. right. And, and this then, is a group of really educated people. I have to say, uh, everyone that's speaking is 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 obviously extremely well read, and has done a lot of research. Um, so it's, it's been alive forever. We're old people. That's all. We've lived long me, enough to come out me, of the matrix a little bit. Let me, let me explain something about uh, Africa. The word Africa came from a guy by uh, that uh, uh, from Europe that went down to Africa. I believe it's Africana, okay? And he was the name that went, uh, he was the person that went down there and they said he discovered Africa. Now, if he discovered Africa and there were people there, there were people from Kemet, okay? Kemet, the land of the blacks, Ethiopia, and all and all of those other people. What gave him the right to name the continent Africa? Okay? There is none. And then in 1948, what? The U.S. said, hey, we've got to change this. We've got to have North Africa, and we've got to have South Africa. And they said, Egypt is now in North Africa. Saudi Arabia, that the Bushes and all the allegiance from the uh, economic uh, Rothschild people uh, that had the, the money, okay? Hey, they all went along with this, okay? Yep. But I thought Britain is the one that divided it up. If you take a look at Egypt, Egypt was once named Kemet, land of the blacks. Then they were conquered by the Romans. Then they were conquered by another country. Then they were conquered by the Arabs, okay? The Arabs that are going in, scraping off the pyramids and everything and changing everything and say, we built the pyramids and all the rest of that. If you look at the ancient archaeology and the timetable, it's all a big lie. But yep. if you tell a lie long enough, and you are in control of that history, his story. And I don't even know why they call it his story. Why can't they tell it her story? Because a woman was the birth of the country that gave birth. No man has ever given birth. Let me shut up. Okay, go ahead. I agree with you, honey child. <laughs>
You're speaking my language now. Well, I think, I think, I think, brother, we, we talk, and the reason I heard the brother talk about uh, Yeah, but we uh, got all of so many other different I, things than what we were originally well, talking about. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and I agree, but I think that he, this, uh, uh, this brother just made a point, and, um, and you were talking about, you were asking him about culture, and, and I think he's bringing up, his, his issue is he's bringing up culture prior to what you were expressing when you were talking about different things. But like, like he talked about, he talks glowingly, and I hear a lot of people, especially uh, um, black people, talk glowingly about ancient Kemet and different things when, um, according to my culture, my people, in many instances, were the slaves that helped build that garbage over there. So, but, but, I have to respect this brother's stance. You know, even though I think it's garbage, I have to respect his point of view because now he's speaking of it like, to him, it's a great thing. Canada's great, Egypt is great, blah, blah, blah. But to me, you know, I want to spit on it because I believe that any, any culture that's built, anything that's established on the back of forcing people into slavery. I don't respect I agree. I agree. I don't agree with that either. Okay. But see, the governmental systems got us all in slavery. But but the only reason why I made that point was because this brother was speaking so glowingly about Cameron, and and I hear a lot of people do that. I hear a lot of people do that. And so I just have a but. Well, I've come to the compromise is I'm not trying to shield or I'm not trying to accommodate this brother that I can respect his viewpoint. He may that may be his thing to like ancient Canada, ancient Egypt or whatever words you want to use. So my I brother respect Yes. My brother, all of them have been the same. The root of uh colonializing and placing people in slavery started from the origin, okay? People from Kemet, Ethiopia, all of them, they had their slaves as well. Yeah, but where did slavery come from? Slavery was way back in Egypt, way back then, too, when you got uh, Inky and Enlil. I agree. I, I agree. But I said we evolved. We evolved. We evolved. We should be able to learn something. I think slavery began when one man or woman began to realize the power over, you know, that they could have over another individual. I mean, and then from we have to think from that perspective. I mean, that's certainly more quantum, you know. Well, thinking individually. Yeah, Yeah, but if you look back in the Sumerian play town, this is what we're talking about, where... Inky and Enlil, uh, Enlil wanted a slave race to to mine for gold. But uh, Inky Ea wanted man to be free and to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding wow. and to live a good, fruitful life. One wanted to destroy mankind. The other one right. wanted to right. have mankind flourish. 
the and the and the uh, the latter being the 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 more preferable one, I see. Well, I, 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 yeah, yeah, but 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 uh, go ahead, go ahead, brother. Because I don't know. Say something, but go ahead. Now, uh, I didn't hear what he said. No, I said go I, ahead. I didn't want to cut you off that you were you were making a point after what you I said. had agreed with you that the latter one was better. I agree with the yeah. Oh, but I mean, if you go, I mean, if you check the, I mean. The the chronicle the chronicles of Inky E A and uh, right in, in, you can call them the Anunnaki whatever and the very yeah. interpreta- interpretation of Anunnaki means those from yeah. heaven to earth came yeah well but I I I, I really uh, I I think and I and I'd like to know uh, everybody's perspective is that when you look at Slavery, whether slavery was done um, by white people, black people, Asian people, Indian people, that the basis of slavery has always been um, a corporate structure uh, or a group of people um, coming in on the indigenous lands of another people and forcing the the indigenous people of that land to submit and subject themselves and be used as pawns for the development of whatever that corporate culture was, whether it be Egypt or whether it be America. Well, it wasn't America. Slavery started in Africa because the the people... That's why I said whether slavery whether slaves were used um, in Egypt to build those kingdoms or whether slavery was used in America. It's the same manipulation of indigenous Mm -hmm. people. Correct. And that's one of the things that I think that we have to, it's always this thing between, especially between blacks and uh, black people uh, and white people, or I hate to use that color gang because that's not our thing. Any different cultures, let's just say it like that. There's always yeah. this thing between different cultures that hey, you know, you did us wrong, and 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 this thought about that, and and we go back and forth, but we miss the the, the, the basic key is that indigenous people of a land who were close to the creator. And the reason why they were taken advantage of and manipulated, because most people that are close to the Creator don't have a warring mindset. They I agree, a hundred percent. Let me tell you something. One thing I respect about um, um, the 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 uh, the American Indian culture is that when they were being uh, when they were being visited by Europe, mm-hmm. they would say, "Hey." Uh, can we borrow some of your horses? You know, these horses belong to the Creator. You can borrow the horses, the land, it all belongs to the Creator. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. most people that are in tune with nature have a connection with the Creator. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we know that we came here naked, we came here with nothing. So while we're here, we're just borrowing what the Creator desires for us to borrow at moment in time. It's just when we take on this idea we're the big bad United States or we're big bad Europe or we're big bad Egypt. 
or yeah. we're big bad, uh, whatever we are. You understand what I'm saying? We can go in. It's not the weapons we have. Why? Because they're not war. They're not warfaring people. They're people that you know. I mean, I don't mean to get off the thing, but that really uh, rips the core with me because I always have respect for indigenous people. No, I or all over the world. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry I interrupted you. Uh, what What I'm saying is that uh, I agree with what you're saying. That see the 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 powers that be, the government that's in there. They are of a warring mind. They have to have a war for everything. If they, by having the war, they keep us off balance and have our mind on, uh, you know, the fear aspect, you know, and our families going to war and dying and all these other things. But it's for their profit and gain, and we, and they're telling us one thing when they're. Uh, how can I put it? They're funding both sides of the war. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. caused the war, but yet they're funding both sides of it. No yeah. one really wins, but it's a way for them getting profit and gain and to take more and more of our rights away and our lands and our properties. I mean, it, it's just it's gotten out of control. This is a and, war in culture. We have right. a war. We have a war against everything. There's a war against drugs. There's a war against men against women, old against young, young against old. Everything is a division. Everything is a division, and they use that divide and conquer in every aspect of right. life. And, and that's why, and this goes back to when, in, in the beginning of the conversation when, when, when the brother was talking about he did not accept the whole thing about the, uh, uh, the con, some of the concepts of Christianity because of what he saw Christianity did as far as his culture is concerned. But one thing I learned, and I thought this was amazing, I learned this many years ago, that believe it or not, Martin Luther King gave a speech. And he, he he talked about right after the Civil War, um, many uh, uh, people of African descent and many people of European heritage and European descent were coming together. As we just, as he said, the blacks and the whites were coming together. Okay, and the aristocratic people, the aristocratic people, they initiated this Jim Crow. Okay. And what that Jim Crow did was it divided and it divided and it divided. And as souls, okay, if if we continue, I think this is the challenge with all of us, even if we come from different backgrounds, if we continue the the the, 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 the continuous circle of being divided, while while the people that want to be in call themselves want to be in power, you know. And, and the, if we allow that or them to continue to attempt to manipulate us with how we are depicted with their television and, 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 and the media and all of that, we don't, we are at a, we are at a point of loss. So, but, 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 I, but, but I know that um, um, uh, in our differences, we can 
have uh, a compromise or a station reference or something because we know who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. It's a oh, spiritual battle. It's actually a spiritual battle. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Hey, my brother. Uh, you know, when you were talking about uh, Egypt, Africa, uh, and all of the um, credits or whatever people want to give to Europe and what have you, what do you talk to economy and as far as slavery is concerned? Everything was surrounded about commerce. It was right. commerce. I don't care if you go to the Moors, okay? It was still about commerce. If you take a look at the common law, which uh, uh, really comes out of the, uh, what uh, country was that over there in uh in Africa, uh, the Moors, it was still about commerce. It was still about putting people over people to derive what? A profit, an edge, a type of slave. So I agree with you 100%. I cannot be prejudiced. I can't say that Egypt was all of this and uh, uh, Europe was all of this, uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth of Russia uh, was all of this, but Catherine was all of this. Hey, they all contributed. But what is, is, is today? Where do we go from here? Turn off the TV. Uh, let me add something to that. Why I have a reason for why I think, and this is Donaldson. Hi, guys. I'm back. Uh, a reason for why I think we, we have all of this dissonance, uh, <clears throat> which I, I think it, it deals ultimately... What's what the other gentleman? Or what's the main reason for this call? Because it, it deals with that. So I, I want to get back to the main concept behind the call. Mm-hmm. The, the main uh, concept of the call is... It's dealing with the mind, body, and spirit. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. And this is exactly why I wanted to bring up where do we get this self-defeating behavior, right? Where do we? Where does all of this come from? We say we continually say them, them, them. You know, and I feel like yeah, saying them too, but I I kind of know because of certain inner knowings. And, and deep insights after having some meditation and also having some releasing of certain ideas that brought in uh, new energy. Um, so that that actually, it's me that's been creating quite a bit of the controversy because what if I have been kind of, uh, what do you call that, imprisoning, a set, say, some part of myself on the inside of who I think I am, like keeping my own creativity confined to one specific idea and one specific train of thinking about the, and it's probably maybe a limited sense of self, so it's a limited way of thinking, and thus I'm manifesting my own prison in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, certainly we're on, the, we're on a creative tip as, uh, as beings, like beings. Mm-hmm. If it had not have been for the ability of a very few people to convince the masses that they could actually die, if everybody didn't believe in death, you couldn't control them. 
They said, well, I'm going to kill you. Well, go ahead. I'll come right back, and it will be all for nothing. You can't kill me. But the fear of death is the thing that got everybody all screwed around. But it tells us in the scriptures, the last enemy to be defeated is death. How do you defeat death? It it has to be in the mind. Because the true you, that spiritual light being that we are, is immortal. The only thing is we are in a, you know, a, a physical body. Mm-hmm. And the body is what's really afraid of dying because we know the real us can't die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but even the wait a minute, brother, uh, I want to finish my train of thought here. And even the the you know it tells us in there that you know that that we could have age lasting ability. It has to be talking about in this body because the real true us can never die. But he, the, the Messiah teacher says all the way through the scripture from beginning to end that he came to give us age-lasting ability. I know it says eternal life, hmm. but, it, but that's a mistranslation because we already have eternal life as the true self and that we are in the spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. But the body, there's a purpose for this body and the, for us being in this body. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about this body having age-lasting ability. And if you look and go back, they lived eight, 900 years, and now we live to be 120 years. But there's other people that we know of that's, there's a man that just died that was 240-some-odd years old. Mm-hmm. So we know that we can live beyond 120. Mm-hmm. It's just that people's concept of their understanding and belief. Like many people say, if I can't see it, I ain't going to believe it. I mm-hmm. mean, that's their prerogative. I mean, but believe me, there are people, and there was I know there's some that's been in the newspaper, a Russian man that was 167 years old. They interviewed him, and they had proof of his age. They asked him, you know, well, how did you live so long? He was a good man. He read his Bible. He studied. He did this and that. But he told him that he drank vodka every day. And everybody focused on the vodka. Oh, it must be something in the vodka. I mean, people's insight or, or their comprehension is limited. They focus on so many different things and they were focusing on the vodka and they didn't hear the whole story of what the man said. You know, what yeah. might be true for one person might not be true for the other because they're not at that point of understanding yet. Jim? Yes, Rocco. I I look at it this way. If I live to be 200 years and I don't contribute anything to society, this earth, and the well-being of people on this earth. Hey, let me go tonight, okay? I mean, what work is it just to have a longevity, okay? 
with not any input to the salvation of mankind. It doesn't make any difference. I feel that when I get on this, I'm in a temporary body, a very temporary body. But the salvation ain't in our hands. It's in the science. My spirit will move on. It's not about this temporary vehicle that I'm in, whether it's my body, my human body, whether it's a truck, whether it's a car, or whether whatever it is that that carries my spirit. When it's over for me, and I can no longer contribute to to society, let me move on in peace. Well, that's your prerogative, brother. But, I mean, you got to look at what it says. It says, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down of myself, and I'm able to take it up again. Are those just words that are there? It's man's word. It's not the creator's word. No, 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 no. It ain't man's word. I mean, they might have wrote it in the book or put it in the book, but I'm telling you, there. Uh, believe me, it's not just words. It's man's words. Well, if that's your prerogative to believe that. I know different. Okay. Your concern. No, I understand what you're saying, Rocco, but believe me, I know different. I mean, it might be that way for you, but it isn't for me, because I I know. I respect you for your belief, okay? I respect you. I think this is a fascinating, fascinating call tonight. Yeah, I mean, because... Things and people are not trying to just be politically correct and say what the government wants them to say. People are being honest here, and I, uh, well, I, I, I carry some really good stuff away from these calls lately. I can only come from, like I said before several times, I can only come from my position, what I know and what's happened in my life and what I know to be true. I've tested the weapons, so to speak, and I've tried it. And they they are, as it says, I'm not just grabbing out of the air. Mm-hmm. I test it, try it. And you, like it says, we overcome our senses by reason of use. Mm-hmm. I don't just take everything that everybody says and say, oh, that's that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Mm-hmm. I gotta test it and try it and prove it to make sure if it's right or not. And I oh. can only go by what I know to be true and what I've tested and tried. I'm last only week, last week from you my, guys my saying some stuff about what we say. And this week I woke up to a new paradigm as far as what I'm speaking and how it's happening in real time. And I just could not be happier. You know, and it's really helping me. Like, I know that uh, uh, Rocco has mentioned before, uh, and I believe you too, sister, of a a paradigm. uh, Our our dimension, not paradigm. Uh, 
I mean, he's talking about several different dimensions. There is, but we're in every dimension there is. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we are everywhere present just as the creator is. The only mm-hmm. thing is we're focused here on this three-dimensional so-called paradigm, even mm-hmm. though we're in every paradigm there is, and we're we're drawing from each one of those things mm-hmm. and those so-called realities, but our angle of light, you could say. We're, we're like that diamond with many facets. We're one of those facets. You mm-hmm. shine in the sunlight and that, that facet, that angle of light flashes out. We're kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But we're all part of the whole, the whole creation. Oh yes. And the more and the more I hear these things, you know, and think about them, the more I'm getting. It's like I'm getting it from my speaking. But now today I had this this uh thought coming into my mind about images. And I said, well, I'm speaking, I'm speaking my mm-hmm. world into existence. I said, I'm going to do it with a painting, too. You're, mm-hmm. you're correct. We are speaking our world into existence, our, yes, are. our destiny. Because it's, it's, I mean, by our words were justified and by our words were condemned. Uh-huh. And even the Messiah teacher in the scripture it says if you thought it, you might as well have done it. Uh-huh. Because thought, thoughts are things. Yes. You have to think it before you can speak it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, true. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been listening to you too. And the thing I was thinking about um it was a Donald Trump moment, wasn't it? Everybody said on their mind. Mm-hmm. It was and you wonder why. I, I don't support Donald Trump at all, okay? <laughs> uh, but I sure as hell like these. He puts it out there, and he's not putting it. He says what's on his mind. Right. What's happening with Donald Trump there is he's saving the Republican Party is what he's doing. I mean, that's why they're not really bothering him too much because the people are fed up with the norm of Congress and the political people that are running for president. None of them are really worth a diddly damn. I mean, they 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 tell you all these things and they get in there and they never do it. It's still the same old, same old. They take more of your your rights and they can uh, insert more laws and legalisms each time. They take more of our rights away. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump is kind of saving the Republican Party, so to speak, because the people are fed up with the norm of everything. Right. And well, everybody knows. Everybody knows that it's wrong. What What's happening? Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, whoever, whoever. Yeah, but they're telling him. He's. They're saying 
well, he's not politically correct. And uh-huh. the people were saying, well, that's that's why we like him. He's saying mm-hmm. what he thinks. He mm-hmm. ain't just hiding behind a facade telling us one thing and doing another. Right. That's why he's so popular. He's he's kind of saving the Republican Party, which the Democrats and the Republican are the same brotherhood. They just yeah. use different names. Right. That's well, Jim, Jim, I think he's saving both parties. Because don't be surprised, because I don't like Hillary Clinton. The only I don't need The only uh, uh, two people that I like is uh, Sanders and uh, the re- Republican woman. What's that, Florenza? What's her name? For, for, for Fiorina. Yeah. She Those can't fight her way out of a paper bag. Of what? She cannot fight her way out of a paper bag. She was head of, uh, what do you call it, Hewitt-Packard. And they got rid of her because she got them so far in debt and almost bankrupted them within a few months. Well, with the way corporations are going... Hey, I still like her, uh, and I do like uh, Sanders. So, but uh, the rest of them, hey, they can go to hell in the paper basket. Well, you I understand. Know? I sure hope the heck they don't let George, I mean, Jeb Bush in there because I'm, and Hillary Clinton either because they're they're hand and foot with the Bushes. Yeah, they and go the back real name Bush, the real name is Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that hit Sheriff was uh the financial officer for Adolf Hitler. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, I could start I could start talking about all that jazz and you guys will say, Man, you sure are negative. That's what people tell me all the time. You're so freaking negative, I don't wanna hear that anymore. So I choose not to talk. Sometimes I will, but uh-uh. I know who. Well, we've been on here almost four hours and 28 minutes. And before okay, we get cut off, yeah, they'll be Love cutting us off here. Please be with you, Jim, Truth, and the rest. Okay? Thank you, Rocco. Same to you, Rocco, and... uh Correctness Church and uh, the other gentleman. I'm trying to guess 12, I guess. I'm not sure. I I enjoyed him. He was very intellectual and very uh, thought-provoking. I hope he comes back. You're talking about Adam, not Adamson, but... um, (laughs) Donaldson? Donaldson. Hey, thank you guys. Yeah, that's correct. What is it, correct? Yeah, that's me. I am correct, Miss Church, Donaldson. Okay. Yeah, because basically I I, I am about the constitutional provision respecting religion, Um, and I I definitely feel like um, having individual nation states is important to a a fluid world, you know, uh, enterprise, you know? So certainly there's there's, there's a lot of value in, in embracing yourself, but uh, hey, thanks a lot, you guys. I also want to thank the the host of the show for for this um, opportunity no to share. Thank you. Uh, no, no problem. I understand. I mean, that's what this calls for to come to let us reason together, and uh, you know, we're all here uh, endeavoring to understand more about the divine creator and ourselves. 
and go forward, you know. That's what it's hey, all about. Hey, hey, check this out. Can we call ourselves a church and get a 501c3 and take I, our money and put it in a black bank? No, I, I'm not going to do that. Well, you might, I, man, if, I, if you I, want I'm to, you gonna, go ahead. I don't, I'm not going to get involved in none of that. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not a prostitute. I don't want to be involved in any way with the corporate U, U.S., okay? Okay, 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 okay. But it is a good idea. Well, as long as it's a... It well, might work for you. It would work for me. It will well, work for all of us. No, I understand that. I don't, I don't mean to cut it short, but they're going to cut us off here in just a minute. Okay, so, thank uh, you, everybody. God bless and hey, peace and love. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, would you guys? And I enjoyed each and every one of y'all on there and the conversations we had. I mean, hopefully we'll all get enlightened. And uh, We already you know, are enlightened, and we're going to come. Everybody that makes it back again next week, we're going to have a different aspect of something else that's going to take us. Into we are we are enlightened, but yeah. we we all don't know it all. Well, I mean, that's why we're endeavoring to come on these calls and to to grow and to understand. I mean, I learn something every day, and I hope I continue. I yeah, mean, me. and and I I admire the way that you guys can see eye to eye. And disagree when you disagree, but still, you know, well, you still with each other on on uh, spiritual plane. That's really, I like that. Well, I understand when I say that I disagree. It's the only reason I say that I disagree to a certain point is because I'm coming from my perspective, and mm-hmm. he's got a different perspective. We can agree to disagree. But, I mean, I know the things that's happened in my life, and I, I'm going by that, and the same as anyone else that's on the call. They're going by what's happened in their lives and what they know to be true. And, uh, you know, uh, we're endeavoring to come together and reason things out and to understand in a greater understanding and enlightenment. But, you know, not not all of us are on the same how can I put it? Um, platform of understanding. Right. We're you not know, already. We're not already to start tithing under a five hundred one c three and put it in a black bank. <laughs> but uh, it is a good idea. You guys, you guys would probably be working towards the good of. America, what we all thought America was. Yeah, but I don't want to get no 501c3 and I don't want to put it in a black bank, a white bank, or even a yellow or a red bank. Well, how about a Cherokee bank? No, the only charity I'm going to give is for me and my family and the ones that I know that I endeavor to help. That you trust. No, to, to help our fellow man. I mean, there are, there's plenty of people that have, 
but there are those that don't have, and those are the ones that I want to have. Well, think about this, though. He makes a good point because considering the fact of the corporate nature of the system, the way it is, uh-huh. That, uh, they even want to have you as a corporation, you know. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's not a, such a bad idea to actually move your, you know, have your corporation off on some side, like um, piece of land that is under a different venue. Come over here. We were kidnapped to come over here and work for free, and we ain't got paid back yet. So I say, if we're going to do anything with our tithes, Let's just well, the money, the money that but what you're doing, maybe. it's not illegal. It's just you're using your intellect to you to utilize the system. See, that's what that's you're what talking about doing, right? Okay, cool. Do it. Use your intellect. It ain't no big deal. We're smart. Oh, what I'm trying just to told say is we were stupid. Nobody they told says us no. we were stupid, but we're not. We're very smart. Too smart for them. And as soon as we can all get on the same page and get tuned to each other for survival <laughs> and for the well, overall good, the way to, uh, the way to get interesting. The way to, the way to get to the system is to boycott every all the businesses and everything else out there. Hey, can I give my phone number to you? Sure. Four one five. I don't have my computer on, so I can't see your phone number. But well, he, I don't you got to put coming back on. I'm gonna they put my number in the chat number. room. Oh, you don't have your computer open though. But uh, there is a recording, right, of this? Oh yeah, yes, there... go ahead if you wanna. Okay, it's uh, it's basically four one five two eight six. Two four one two. I'd like to hear more of, of your ideas about this five hundred one c three, and maybe I can pick your brain a bit about what you know regarding that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with others. I don't have all the answers myself. I'm a wee person. But uh, yes, I would enjoy talking with you, Donaldson. Then then we when, all about. Yeah, that'd be fun. What's your I mean, name? My name is Carol, and I'm True Freedom on the screen. Carol, True Freedom, excellent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no doubt because it's uh, there's a very big, you know, I think thing to be, thing to be said about the um, the quote the this whole characteristic of separation of church and state and why does that exist, you know, and, and right. what it's up with, you know, that's there's something to be said about that. Because they want to slave our butts. Black people are all about that. Well, folks, I, uh, this time I really do got to go. I got to take care of something. It's already. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, tell J.D. Uh, tell J.D. we said hey. I will do that. Uh, shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health, and may all your wishes and dreams come true. And you I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Shalom. We love you. We love you. We love Talk to you later. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.